Hello, everybody listening to the Fairweather Podcast. It's your boy, 2K Suave. I'm here with my dog, A-Rod. And we have two special guests back on the show, back like they never left. We missed them dearly. Our show is just 20 times better when they're on. We got the brothers of Tony Sports, Mr. Vic and Mr. Sammy. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Always a pleasure to be on. Love it. Love to chop it up with you guys. I feel like every pleasure. time Thank we... you again for having us, guys. I feel like every time we want to talk, our conversations can go like seven hours, but, you know, we all got lives to get back to. So. Yeah, exactly. What's up, A-Rod? Chilling, man. Uh, town is the extended family, so always always a pleasure to have them on, man. Love chopping it up with them, so. Yes, sir. When's the last time y'all, was the last time y'all hung out? Didn't y'all play or watch soccer together recently? Play golf. Golf? <laughs> Where y'all play golf play at? Golf. We played golf. <laughs> Where do y'all play golf at? At Summerfield. Oh, okay. Y'all gonna teach me? Somebody's gonna teach me how to play because I'm I'm working. I'm trying to work on my swing. I don't know how to come out. Vic, Vic will teach you. Sammy will correct you. We, That's yeah. how <laughs> that sounds like a good partnership. That's fact. That's facts. You can always have a good time golfing with us because mostly most of the time we spend drinking. So I, I like. Uh, I want you to know this. I want yeah, you to know always golf golf okay. Okay. If if you're not a golfer and you go golfing with Vic, two things: one, he looks stiff as shit when he golfs, and and thing number two, he could he could hit a ball, you know, far as shit, and it looks sweet, and even when he hits it, fuck. <laughs> and you would think it was like the nicest hit. And like, good hit, Vic. Fuck, nah, my other should have should have went the other way. God damn it! That sounds like good superstitions to me. I don't know. So it's, yeah, it's, it's I, I strive for perfection, and, and that's in my life daily. And uh, and you know, I try to bring perfection here when I'm on the podcast with you guys. So it's the same level of effort, golf and podcasting. I bring it all. All right, you, I know you guys are the numbers people, so I'm gonna need to hear some statistics today, some percentages, okay. some odds. We're going to make sure we knock that all out. But uh, let's get this thing started. Um, first of all, before we even, obviously, you know, the NFL playoffs are here. But I'd like to address something that was said before this season, uh, now that he's on the show, um, to defend himself. Uh, there was a there was a tweet that a certain fella in this in this in this uh in this little room right here said something about Mac Jones. Can you please remind me what you <laughs> said, sir? Can you please remind I don't world. remember the exact tweet, but I've been getting shit for this all year and I'm eating it and I'm taking it and I'm and I'm yeah, it, it hasn't looked good. I said I would only pick five other quarterbacks at this current point, at this current age. Like obviously you're not taking, you know, some of the older guys or or guys that have been in the league, but based on players that were around his age, it was only like four or five other guys that I would take, including Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Um, there was a couple others that I had um named on that list, but yeah, didn't look so good this year. Um, and and it, it, I think that's twofold. I think it's a little bit of him, but I also think it's the lack of an offensive coordinator. I, I, I think we really saw, like, especially mid-year during the season, I don't know if you guys watch. I mean, me and Vic have to suffer through the games every week and bitch at each other about it. But <laughs> Mac Jones was constantly getting really mad, and he's more of, like, a chill kind of guy, right? Yeah. So, so to see him get so worked up because – 
the plays that they're calling are complete trash. So, so that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I, I don't know because in the last four or five weeks, he has shown a lot better of what, or more of what we saw last year, but obviously the first 10 to 12 weeks, it was not looking good. Vic, you gonna you gonna back you gonna help him out over here? You got something to say about your boy? No Matt? way! He hates he nah, hates Mac Jones. I hate Mac Jones. Fuck Mac Jones. He sucks. <laughs> were, were you? What was the what, what was his name? The, Zappy. the third string guy. Zappy. I was fighting for. I was yeah. I was voting for Zappy. I was like, let's bring in Cooper Rush. See what he's got. You know, uh, you know. There's so many other options. I was pissed that we never got Gardner Minshew. I'm off the Mac Jones trend. I, my thing with Mac Jones is, I feel like he had so much success in college because of the receivers he was throwing to. I mean, goddamn, he was throwing to a um, a Heisman winning wide receiver half the Thank time. Thank you very much. Um, and, and now he's throwing to uh, Jacoby Myers. Now, no, no, you know, no shade to Jacoby Myers, but he's no Devonta Smith. Um, you know, and I, uh, yeah, I, I never liked Jones. It, it feels like he plays uh, the position like a like a college quarterback. You see, when he gets pressured in the pocket. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Have a good feel for the pocket. Never steps up in the pocket. It feels like. Now, when he does those things, he does look like he has the arm talent to be accurate to get the ball there. Problem is, he's never comfortable in the pocket ever. Now, I don't know if that has to do with offensive line play calling, whatnot. But I, I hate Mac Jones. Wait, but do you put more of the blame on his lap, or you know, this whole Matt Patricia, Joe Judge situation? Definitely, Matt Patricia did not help. I mean, Matt yeah. Patricia might might be the worst play caller I've ever seen. I think we would have a better luck with a Pop Warner coach at a Saugus, Massachusetts, uh, than uh, than we had with uh, Matt Patricia. He was horrendous this season, and there's already reports that he, uh, Kraft and Belichick met already about an offensive shakeup. So you know, all eyes I'm hoping for are pointing towards getting in Cliff Kingsbury and maybe bringing uh, one of Cliff Cliff Kingsbury's old uh, wide receivers to New England. And my guy, D-Hop. So let's see what happens there. You're welcome. I gave you that. I'll take D-Hop. You said D-Hop is on the market. I said D-Hop to the past. It's on the market. They're going to trade him. It's out there. But who, yeah, would you, yeah. who would you rather be, though? Who would you rather be, Zach Wilson or, or uh, Mac Jones? Hey, Ryan, no, who, Mac who would you rather be? <laughs> Mac Jones, 100% Mac Jones. Okay. Zach. I mean, Zach Jones, Wilson. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson's a if there's anything, If there's anything Tony Romo has ever been – wrong about in his life was the day he compared and I'll I'll never let Tony I'll that lives rent free in my head that that quote that he said during the draft that he said Zach Wilson has similarities and looks just like Patrick Mahomes when I heard that I got kind of excited but I was like okay Tony's never wrong about shit but this is the one thing I think he's only ever been wrong about in football that I heard so I mean, he's wrong about a lot of other things, but you know that that's that's pretty blatant. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty far that's off. Pretty bad. He's pretty. He's pretty yeah. spot on though. Like yeah. we can be honest, he's pretty spot on on a lot of stuff, and we agree with what he says. But that he was, he said, Jets fans should be happy because you got a great quarterback, and it's the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. And I was <laughs> like, oh god, because of one oh, god, throw he made in no pads. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's talk. Let's stop talking about bad quarterbacks. There's good quarterback play, obviously, in the, in the play, NFL playoffs right now. Um, if you, I don't know if you guys have the bracket in front of you to kind of follow along a little bit, but the bracket is set. Um, last week um, felt like the playoffs already. You know, you had Tennessee and Jacksonville. That was, you know, obviously a playoff game. Um, Detroit kept uh, Green Bay out of the playoffs. 
that was that was pretty ballsy of each of Dan Campbell. Like that's for real. I gotta give. We were talking about it last week. We knew there was no way he's gonna let Green Bay, no matter what Seattle Seattle did. They were not just gonna let Green Bay win that game. No. So, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just I agree with you. I say yeah, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. So you know, with that being said, you know, we got Seattle in there and not have to play San Francisco. Um, we got Tampa Bay uh, back into the playoffs at eight and nine. Um, getting thrashed in the second half by obviously the the, the backups with uh, with the Falcons, but it's looked pretty much the same all year. Um, I've been giving them shit all year, so I'm I'm proud of my preseason uh, thought of how I thought they were going to be. Dallas, another team that's kind of it feels like they're backing in, even though they have 12 wins. They just they don't look like a real dominant team um, like we thought they could be. Minnesota is a weird number three because you know they win all these close games and then go blown out every other game. Uh, the Giants are, you know, might be like a little dark horse to win a game in, in the playoffs. Uh, and, and then San Francisco looks obviously amazing. And Philly, obviously, were number one. So we'll start with the NFC, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close it out with your little conference in the, in the AMC. So, uh, I'll leave, I'll, Sammy, take it away. Give me, like, just give me, like, a preview of what you think the playoffs are going to look like. Anything exciting you think we're going to see? Um, I just want to point something out. This is something Vic had pointed out to me, um, this little app that we have that we look at to look at kind of where the money is going for a lot of these games. And there's one thing in particular that really stuck out to me was the Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. So you're looking at the Minnesota Vikings are favored by three, right? But 92% of the cash is going to the New York Giants. I believe and 52% of the tickets is going to the New York Giants. So there are a lot of people that agree with kind of probably you guys as well that the Minnesota Vikings are a fluky 12 and 14. Yeah, and so when you see, and just to just to back up Sammy's point there. So when you see uh, a lot of the cash, when you see most of the cash go there, that's what we uh that we uh degenerate gamblers like to call the sharps. <laughs> so the sharps are the big guys that are actually moving lines in Vegas that bet, oh. you know, millions of dollars on each game. Those are the guys that are moving the money. So when you see us as such a, a crazy, um, you know, amount uh, disparity there, like 50, you said 52% of the tickets, Sammy, 52% of the tickets and 92% of the cash. 92% of cash. So that's a huge disparity there. If I'm anybody else, I'm going to, I'm going to bet with the sharps, even though you're, you're not fading the public because the public money, which, which are the tickets is, is still going with the giants. I would still take the giants here. No, no doubt about it, but yeah. Started to de- derail everything. Just wanted to no, no, you're good. You're, oh, excuse me. But yeah, Sammy, go ahead. You know what do you what are we expecting to see? Maybe just wildcard weekend, or what do you think? You know, the whole way through. Like, what do you on the NFC side at least? Um, I, I think there's really two games in particular that I'm really interested in. It's honestly those Saturday games, right? I mean, those are the games that we're looking at that. I think are going to be relatively close. I mean, Vegas doesn't think that the Niners Seahawks game is going to be close because I think the yeah the spread's nine and a half right now. But but this is a game where they always battle each other, you know, extremely tough, right? And and we're looking at a Seattle Seahawks team that definitely overachieved by anyone's margins. I don't think anybody thought the Seahawks were going to be able to make the playoffs after losing you know, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. And yeah. I mean, Pete Carroll is brilliant, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we're, we got to give all the credit to uh, Pete Carroll. Obviously on the other side of the ball, we got, you know, Christian McCaffrey's resurgence. Maybe he was, you know, taking a little longer healing from injuries in Carolina so that he can, you know, <laughs> save his, save his value and go somewhere that's winning, but good for him good over call. there in San Francisco. Exactly. And we're going to see Brock Purdy. So it's, I, I'm really interested in that game and see how close that game is. And, and honestly, I've, I've, 
you know, since that was a week one, week two, where Geno Smith had that tremendous quote that I'll never, ever forget. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to see what they do here. Um, and then on the other side, AFC. Oh, sorry. So I'll stick there and then we'll yeah. talk about AFC after. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Vic. What are you excited about with the NFC right now? Uh, well, I think I'm most excited for Geno Smith and, and my Seattle Seahawks. Um, oh, you know, now that's has been his squad since week four. Week, week four, I said it. I said this is for real. Get on the train. I didn't believe it's for real. It's so, like like the Bengals last year, right? Yeah, like the Bengals last year. So if you look at the quarterback comparison, it's actually not that much different. And I, I actually like Brock Purdy a lot, right? Mm. So uh, the Pro Football Focus grade of Geno Smith seventy nine point eight, Brock Purdy seventy six point six. But if you look at at their um, at their uh, big time throw percentage, Geno Smith four point nine two to Brock Purdy's one point four nine. And mm. when you think about Seattle, I feel like most people think about them as a run first team. Not true. They've actually passed the passed the ball on sixty three percent of plays as opposed to thirty six uh, percent of plays on the run. Really? So I think this is a, this is going to be an open game. Um, it's really going to come down to defenses here. Can the Seattle defense stop uh, this, this, uh, this, because we know that the 49ers defense is going to do, they're going to hold their own, right? Yeah. Probably one of the best defenses in the NFL. I believe they're ranked fourth or, or third, uh, third on um, pro football focus, but is Christian McCaffrey fully healthy? He's questionable, right? Um, this week with a leg injury. Um, so we're going to see what happens there. I, I still like uh, San Francisco to win the game. But I like Seattle's chances. I would take Seattle uh, plus nine and a half here. Hell yeah. Take yeah. that Seattle. Slam plus that. Plus nine and a half. Not straight Slam up. That. <laughs> Slam that nine and a half. All right. Hey, Rod. Um, I think I think the game I'm excited about the most is probably the same one, too. I mean, I'm overseeing the Cowboys play the Bucks. Like, it's the most yeah, annoying. Like, how many years. times, bro? It, it's Every getting year. annoying. I'm sick of every stat they throw out there. I think Tom Brady 7-0 against the Cowboys. I hope he goes 7-1 and now, man. And I'm, there's if there's anything, there's there's two fan bases that I really can't stand. And it's it's Bucks fans. Like, they're the most annoying fans in the world. And you guys are <laughs> – excuse, excuse my – my uh my terminology here but you're the, the smartest uh people with down syndrome out there right now squeaking into the playoffs right now so you you got to go against the cowboys again the cowboys are you know they look atrocious last game but it is what it is they're the cowboys uh there's a lot of pressure on deck to win a playoff game finally the cowboys will win this playoff game so this should be a chance right now cowboys but that seahawks 49ers game um, I've been dogging Geno Smith his entire career. And for once I'm on the Geno Smith bandwagon. Now I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. Finally, um, Hell yeah. If, if there's anything that I've seen in Geno Smith that I didn't see with the jets or with the giants, um, his tension, it, it is, it is Pete Carroll. It's, it's yeah. his maturity. His maturity is definitely a lot different. Cause I'll never forget what I saw him on draft day, go week or uh, go day two. his emotions his um you know his actions how pissed off he was he wasn't the first overall pick when he was projected to go one overall and slid um and then just his antics on the field with the jets you know not getting along with his team uh being uh getting his jaw broken by the defensive end uh just it, it just didn't look good in new york 
I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I'll never forget it, bro. Wow. I will never forget it. I, I'll, I'll never forget all the booze he got in New York. But as soon as he got to Seattle, he found a home. And I'm not saying I'm on the Seahawks uh, bandwagon, but I'm I'm glad he's out there. He's slanging the rock. He's You're a Pete Carroll fan. I'm a huge Pete Carroll yeah. fan. USC. I am. I told you. Exactly. I apologize already like five or six episodes ago saying I'm sorry to Pete Carroll. Um, I have faith in Pete Carroll to do whatever he can with the team. Even if you get rid of the entire Legion of Boom and have to start from scratch, you definitely have you know, the right players in the locker room. Cause, cause that's what it is. Pete Carroll commands, you know, men, not boys in his locker room yeah. and he gets the right guys. in. And when I, I saw Geno Smith, I was like, this is going to be cancerous, but the way he's held himself, the way he's answered questions, probably one of the greatest quotes we all heard that night. Um, I hope he can stand up against the 49ers, huh. uh, but I like the 49ers to win it too. It's going to be tough. The 49ers are healthy. Um, Minus the quarterback, but Brock Purdy's five and zero as a starter, and and he's he's looking good. So, mystery irrelevant to somebody. Yo, so as, as a Jets fan, would you accept Geno Smith back? Because y'all might be in the market for a quarterback, and he's he's due for a big payday right now. Y'all got money, and and Seattle's not going to let him go. They're not going to let him go. Um, and they got, no, what, pick, what what pick did they get from the Rams? Third? No, it's not third. It's like eighth or something like that. Um. Still a good quarterback draft, but we'll see. And that, yeah, I, don't I, mean, think, I, don't, I don't think it's I don't think you're gonna get a quarterback here unless I'm, you have the first two picks. I'm truly, I'm truly expecting, and this is this has been haunting me since the end of the season. I am truly expecting them, them to roll out there with Zach Wilson as the week one starter. I am truly expecting because we just fired my uh Matt LaFleur or the brother, whatever the the, the offensive coordinator. We just fired him like two hours ago. So he's gone. Um I, you know, I'm 50-50 on it. I think a, a, a healthier offense would have been better. I think a, a more stable quarterback would have been better to command there. Um, he had some tricky plays. I, I like I like some of the stuff he was doing. Uh, but but Zach Wilson just showed he wasn't coachable. But I think they're invested too much. It's a two overall pick. And, you know, kind of like the Browns, you, you got to cut your ties. No matter where this guy was drafted, one, two, three, fucking wherever. Cut the ties with the guy. Shit, the Cardinals. They cut, yeah. uh, what's his name? Josh Rosen. Josh, Josh Rosen after Rosen. one season. <laughs> yeah, like you, you got But But even the Cardinals, like they're, they're a shit show too, man. And that's the last thing I want to be is a shit show in New York. I just want you to understand when you need to cut the ties. They had a, what, a top 15 pick and they picked it on a quarterback and then they had the number one overall pick and then picked on a quarterback again. Foolish in my eyes, but then look at the Redskins. You take RG three, and then you take Kirk Cousins in the second round. So yeah. it panned out fourth for the round. fourth round, whatever. Yeah. It panned out for hey, the, hey, the commanders, so, sir. The commanders. Oh, sorry. Yes, the commanders. They were formerly the Redskins, though. So we can't stop them, them, but they are they are commanding attention. I think right now, we're gonna so. have to cancel a rod. I'm sorry, a rod. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna, to, gonna, I'm gonna kick you off the island. <laughs> this ain't around the horn. You ain't gonna mute me. It's my show. <laughs> my fucking show. <laughs> but no, and. Um, and Sam, you, you, did you want to say something? I just wanted to mention something about the Dallas Cowboys, something yeah. that I called out kind of early on in the season. I think it was in our group chat as well, A-Rod, where I was mentioning when that Dallas Cowboys trade, Amari, when they traded Amari Cooper away, I thought it was absolutely insane. And I think we started to see 
how one dimensional the Cowboys became without Amari Cooper and how yeah. underrated Amari Cooper is as a wide receiver. Cause he mm-hmm. went with barely a quarterback, right? Like barely a quarterback in Cleveland had probably one of his best seasons ever. And the Dallas Cowboys looked like they struggled and it looked like CD lamb could not be that guy by himself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's something to, you know, keep your eyes on. Obviously. Yes. We're all bored mm-hmm. of the Cowboys bucks matchup, but I, I think that was something really interesting as you saw the season progress. Oh, and I forgot to say my second fan base. I hate it. I don't think I said it, the giants, I can't stand them. So I look for, <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking like I know everyone's saying bet on the Giants, man. But, you know, there's a lot of money in New York. Sammy and I got a joke about some people from New York. I'm not going to stay on the show because I'm not trying to get Kanye down here. He's just kidding. But, just kidding. But, but, I mean, I understand that there's a big, huge, there's a huge fan base with the Giants. And they're finally back in the playoffs. So they're they're running to bet this. And I, you Damn, know, no one lose. You, yeah, absolutely nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. I, I, I get it. I get it. Except the little bit of money you're going to, you know, bet on this game, whatever it is. It's probably but 92 percent. 92% is not just fans. That's those are the those are the sharp. Those are the sharps in Vegas. They know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Money's being moved. Vegas, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, like never misses. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, they called that national championship game, said it was going to be a bloodbath and. I think we all thought it was going to be a bloodbath too. So well, I, I will uh, say that the, the one that intrigues me more than the, the than the Giants, and I'm sorry, Rod, to cut you off, but I, I I just wanted to go back before we forget about it. The, the Dallas Tampa Bay game, that's another one where 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 the cash um, is is heavily favored on the on the underdog here. Uh, and in fact, 63 percent of the cash on the money line uh, is towards the Bucks, which makes me kind of think. Um, uh, uh, the public and the sharps think that the bucks are going to pull this out. Um, I mean, even 71% on the spread. <laughs> yeah. 71, I mean, it's a two and a half point spread. Yeah. I mean, so what do you guys, do you really think a rod that, that Tampa Bay is going to lose to Dallas again? Honestly, like without even thinking about your heart, what's your head telling you? My head tells me it's Tom Brady in the playoffs and Tom Brady. I mean, he could be playing possum the whole regular season and then fucking pop up and just, take them to the Super Bowl. And we're just like, what the fuck kind of year was this? What are we really doing well, here? Nah, like, they, why, why you, I'll cut you off. He's you, not going to the Super Bowl this year, okay? He'll, I don't think he will either. I don't stop. think he will either. You but can't I'm say that confidently, though. I, I agree with you, but you can't say that confidently. I'm t- oh, I'm very confident Ooh. right now because I've been drinking whiskey. But an hour ago, if you ask me, you're, I'm shitting bricks. I'm like, so I'm looking at the game. If he goes to the Super Bowl... I don't know who I want to win between that game because, quite frankly, this new Buck fan base I can't stand, and then the Cowboys is like my number one. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know. I don't know which way I want to swing on that one. But if in if in fact you know San Francisco and Minnesota do take care of their business, we got to play one of them. And I don't know whose mouth I want to hear for a whole week: Cowboy fans' mouth or Bucks fans' mouth. So. I'm a little that that game is very mm, for me right now. How do we feel like as a collective that a a, a a team that's under 500 has a home game to open up the playoffs? Do we feel like does that feel right? To the rules are the rules, but no, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, man, it's like I like Seattle has a better record. Wouldn't you want to see the 12th man instead of the Bucks fans? <laughs> like, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I know the cannon, KK. <laughs> KK, if um if the Bucks do go to the Super Bowl, you got to get like the Stephen A. haircut or some shit like that. <laughs> you got to get the Stephen A. Haircut. Bucks, the Super Bowl. 
they can't be San Francisco. Will you be they that surprised if, if Tom Brady just looks like playoff Tom Brady? Are you lie. just going to sit here and be like, How oh has my he God. looked the last eight weeks? Lethargic, tired, losing weight, sad, depressed. His wife left him for Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. Who knows? He may, maybe it did happen. Maybe that picture that I saw, it can't be her, but maybe it is, you know, but I can't count on Tom Brady to carry that team to the, to the Super Bowl. It's not like the team is bad, but we all the know the formula. Bad. That offensive line sucks. Go after him and he'll, you know. And the offensive coordinator sucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you one of these people? Man, listen. Them too. What I can like they it. do with their bad offensive line? Any offensive coordinator can't help that. Yeah, you can call that. I mean, that's Tom Brady's yeah, MO. I don't know, but the, believe it or not, a game in the NFC that I was actually excited about um, before we move on to the other side was not even in the playoffs. Um, it was a Chicago. The fact oh. that Chicago was going to get the number one pick because Lovey uh, Smith wanted no. to stick it to the owners because yeah. <laughs> he knew who was getting fired. Yo, <laughs> Rich. Rich Rich Eisen may be my new favorite person to listen to now. He's man. awesome. Oh, like, he's been my guy for years. years. He's the Go best. I know, but like I never listened to him like that. But I've been oh, listening to the last like every couple day. months. Oh my god, it's the greatest. He said Lovey Smith opened up a spite store <laughs> in, <laughs> in Houston because yeah, what he, he had to stick it to his old team. <laughs> stick it, stick it to his old team. And he was going out swinging. They said he probably knew he was fired. <laughs> and I said, get to, what do I, I get have to help out Chicago? I like that. <laughs> what do I have to lose? I beat yeah. him and help him out at the same time. And I'll open up this fight store. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So that, that game, that situation, and then the fact that the Colts are still considering keeping Jeff Saturday is beyond me. But, hey, that's a, that's another 20-hour story in my life for another day. Right. But, um, yeah, I, Chicago getting that number one pick. That's that's real scary because they really don't need a quarterback. So mm-hmm. somebody desperate right now for a quarterback, Jets, um, you know, some of the teams that were mentioned. We're not really, carrying that for nothing. What we're do you not. go give up to go get that number one pick? I mean, uh, what's his name from San Francisco that they just drafted? Love. What's his name? Not Love. The kid that can run fast. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. They give up three, what, three first-round picks for him? So what's that number one pick going to cost? I don't know. Dude, you know what it is? What's, what's going on? It's a real like draft day movie is exactly what it is right now. It's, right. That's exactly what's going on right now. So right. make that make that trade for the number one pick. What's it going to cost? I'm, I'm curious to see what it's going to be. Because the they don't need y'all it. Y'all want to trade up for that pick? <laughs> I, yes. I would. Because I think, I think either of these two guys is a surefire, uh, you know, surefire top 10 quarterback. Yeah. In the league, I think, in my opinion, Bryce Love and um, – Bryce Young, I'm sorry, I price love. Bryce Young and uh and CJ Stroud. I think both of them have have great uh great abilities and can be per- can be good. I love CJ Stroud's athleticism. I love Bryce Love's uh Bryce, I don't like you call him Bryce Love. Uh Bryce but Young. The basketball player for USC, go target. Yeah, yeah. I so I, I love his poise in the pocket and his athleticism, to be honest with you. But I like I like I like Stroud's size more. Uh, so I would take Stroud over young, but uh, you know, it's a it's a toss up. I think most people would take uh, Young over over Stroud, but I, I like Stroud. He's not completely a finished product yet, but I think he has the ability to, to be a, a really good quarterback. Um, even better, like you know, who who would I compare him to? I guess I'm not stupid. I'm not going to be stupid and compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but 
Maybe like maybe like a, a shorter uh, Josh Allen, maybe. I think. Ooh, that's ooh, that's ooh. no Josh Allen. That's a he's a no Tony Josh Rose. Allen. My comparison to Josh Allen is Andrew Luck and Cam Newton had a baby. That's yeah. how I see Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm and I'm saying like a poor, like a shorter, shorter Josh Allen because he yeah. doesn't he doesn't have the size. He's I think he's like six two, six three, something like that. But you know, we're we're seeing we're in the age of, and I think Sammy and I talked about this in a, in a group chat. Uh, we're you know we're in an age where I think uh, a mobile quarterback is going to be the mo- is now the most type most important type of quarterback. Pocket passers are a thing of the past. If you don't yeah. have any mobility in the pocket, if you don't have escapability, because I think offensive lines nowadays are worse. They just are. You can't put the money, money towards it. <clears throat> well, now that they don't put the money, they don't have the time to practice anymore. The OTAs, you're not allowed to hit as much as you used to. Oh. So, they're, so they're not practicing as much. So therefore, those offensive lines are getting worse because they're not getting the reps that they used to. So what's what's going to help you with a, a shitty offensive line? A quarterback that has escapability. And I think both of those guys have greatest greatest escapability. Yeah, and I think there's a there's an optimization point when you're talking about mobile quarterbacks. Like you're not going to go out and get like a Lamar Jackson, right? Because you know, I've been a Lamar Jackson fan since he was at Louisville. I understood that he could throw the ball, but we just haven't seen that type of success from him in the NFL. What do you do when you want to beat the Ravens? You just stop him from running the ball He's and force him to beat you through the air, right? Try to force him to beat you through the air. And if he beats you through the air, good for you. But I think there's an optimization point. I think one of our friends pointed out, you know, you look at a guy like, like Joe Burrow might be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And he has escapability, right? Like he can get out of the pocket when he wants to, but he is smart enough to step up when he needs to make the, make the pass when he needs to. And I think you're also seeing a a step up from him this season where he's learning to take the sack. Okay. I just got to take the sack because you can't always rely on that escapability as well. It helps you get a couple extra yards, but it also puts you up for injury. And I think you're looking at quarterbacks that need to be slightly athletic, but also really smart and know when to do what they need to do, whether it be throw the ball out or just take the sack. So, And that's where moving back to Tom Brady, like he can't, he doesn't have escapability. That's why, especially this time right now, it is so much easier to get to the quarterback, especially when your offensive line is so banged up. It's, I mean, there's no way he's going to have time to just do what he wants to do. Like he used to do. Like when he, when you guys had him, he had time back there to eat popcorn, you know, like, you know, say hi to Giselle or whatever. You know, he had a lot of time. Now it's like, bro, I got to get rid of this ball. That's why the play calling sucks because they got to get rid of the ball quickly or he's going to get sacked. So I mean, he also had one of the best offensive line coaches of all time and Dante Scarnecchia, who no longer coaches. So. <laughs> and and you, you don't see a lot of offensive line coaches that, you know, are as good as probably he oh, was. Yeah. I hear his name all the time, um, but and I don't want to stay in college too long. But I see, I've seen too many mock drafts that have like Will Levis going like one or two. Um, I don't know how do you. I don't know if you paid attention to Kentucky football at all this year, but comparing Will Levis to like um, to Bryce and CJ, like I don't know what you guys have seen. Absolutely not. I think this is this is another Zach Wilson type. Uh, who's the guy from Mizzou back in the day? Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. He's gonna be he's gonna be a workout hero. Yeah. Um, uh, Anthony Richardson is another one I see in the, in, yeah. the, in the first round, and I just don't see that either. He can't throw he, at all. He never showed it in college yeah. at all. Yeah, he's he's worse. He's a worse thrower in college than Lamar Jackson was. Oh, by and, a mile! Like he can't exactly. throw at all. It's exactly. Ugly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I don't see it there. I, I honestly, I, th- I don't even think he's as good as Trey Lance is. Um, 
as as far as a thrower, and I don't think Trey Lance is there. I've never, I honestly don't even know how Trey Lance plays football because I feel like I've never seen him play in my entire life. No, I'm just talking. I'm just talking about college. Like, yeah, was, I, I never watched him in college. Never watched he him played college. one game. <laughs> played one game. I never heard of this kid before. <laughs> or no, it was two. Right? It was like two games because it was a COVID a season. Season. He played he played season. He played like two. Whatever you tell me, I believe because I literally have no idea. But all right, didn't he, whatever. Didn't Will Levis would be all right. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm getting him confused with Josh Allen. I don't remember. But all, all I know is that uh, is that I, the only two surefire quarterbacks I think in this draft that are not projects. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, because uh, Will Levis could be a project for sure, and uh, you know, as could um, Anthony Richardson. But those those are those are like the. Um, Who's the guy that Tennessee got last year? Oh, I can't think of his name. The guy oh, Malik. Malik. No, not Malik. Is it Malik? Yeah, Malik. Yeah, Malik Willis. Willis. Willis, yeah. Yeah, Malik Willis. And, and I, I feel like that's the type of quarterback that you're getting when you're drafting uh, uh, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Very uh, raw. Very raw. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes those work out, sometimes they don't. Um, yeah. It worked out for Dak. You guys remember when Dak came you out? Say, of, yeah, you're right. He was – very raw and yeah. ended up, you know, becoming a, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, whether you guys think he's good or not, that's, you know, that's on you, but I think, I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. Um, yeah. I mean, I, but that's, yeah, that's what I think about the college scene. I, I think it's those two quarterbacks and then everybody else. All right. All right. Let's hop on over to the AFC. Um, obviously, you no know, Kansas city was able to lock in that number one seed. We wouldn't have known if the bills could have taken it, obviously with the crazy stuff that happened or the Bengals, but all the crazy stuff that happened last week with the, I know Demar Hamlin. I'm happy that he's doing well and he's home now. That that's, I mean, the story is miraculous because after that Monday night, like I was so like down and shivering and like, man, this is crazy. But I think it's funny be that it was like most of the people that watch American sports. No, no offense, KK, but all the people that watch soccer already had seen something. Erickson, like this I watched that game so too. many different times. So yeah. Yeah. he actually had a heart. Attack. He had a heart attack on the field. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, and he, I think he was dead. Uh, yep. and, then, and then the uh, the machine. Yeah, he was out. pronounced dead. That's why he can't. He couldn't play for Inter Milan anymore because Italy said if you have a heart, in in their league, if you have a heart trans or like one of those, um, I forgot what they're called, in your heart, you can't play pacemaker? in their league. Yeah, if you have a pacemaker, you can't play. So really, that's like yeah. part of the rules. Yeah, that league. Yeah. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Like they're very like strict on that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, All I mean right, like yeah, well, but yeah, Demar yeah. Hamlin, man, that shit was crazy. Now that he's healthy. I can say that he he fucked me in fantasy, but yeah. So <laughs> all right, listen. I had T. Higgins and Dawson Knox, and I needed a pretty decent game for both of them. But yeah. I will never get the opportunity to know if they were ever going to have that decent game. Same. And I had to settle for six for second place and got my money back, and that's it. <laughs> Same. I had Joe Burrow. I had Joe Burrow, and, oh, and he was on yeah. the heater. And yeah, so yeah, and, and thank God he's healthy. I won. Yeah, exactly. Like I can feel comfortable. Hey, saying like I won. I won. I wish the guy's speedy recovery. I got nothing bad to say about that <laughs> fantasy game, bro. Just chill with that. Joke. Anyway, moving on, moving on. But yeah, Kansas City is there. Jacksonville. I am so proud of my boy Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, our Super Bowl winning coach, for getting that team not only to the playoffs, but they get to host a playoff game. That is amazing to me. I love to see it. Um, I feel like they're well, they're not ready yet, but they're well on their way. They're ahead of schedule already. And you know, the AFC South is horrible. Houston's going to suck forever. The Colts are going to try uh, Derek Carr next year. And then the year after that, going to try some other old quarterback. Like, 
they're not gonna get they're not figuring it out because you know that's just another shit show out of nowhere. Uh you used to have Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck who, you know, guys, you know, and now I don't know, I don't know what happened to them. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville gets to host a game, he hosts the Chargers. So we see we can finally see Herbert in the playoffs. We've been waiting to anoint him as the true. Oh, he is number two, number three, number you know what I mean? But I feel like he hasn't missed a playoffs yet, so we want to see something. So he's there. Uh, against Trevor, that's that, that's a fantastic game. Uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is not playing until he gets that contract. I'm convinced. I bet you if he had the money already, he would be healthy enough to play. But that's another story for another day. Um, and then Buffalo and Miami. And then just to stay with Miami real quick, does Tua need to retire? Yes. Is it time? Because remember Kevin Cobb like was forced to retire for the same exact reason. And yeah. he had a he wasn't as you know within a high pick, but he had like a little promising thing going for him and too much concussions co- consecutively, like in the, in the same season. I, I, I'm convinced he's had more than they told us. Of course. Say that. Of course. Um, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I I don't want to speak about somebody else's mind. I don't know. I I, I I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to come back, but man, I mean, yeah. he's out for a playoff game. That's how you know it's bad. It's been two weeks. I'm like, he can't even play in a playoff game. That's I don't know, man. I've seen this guy cramp up on the field. I've seen him wobble. I've seen way too much, and he's been so liable for injury his whole career since college. I just that's yeah, that's why he never won a Heisman because he would get hurt in the season all the time. So yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't concussions though. It was yeah. a lot of ligament stuff back then. Yeah, uh, when he was at Alabama. I am concerned. I will say that I'm not gonna sit here and give you that fake you know bullshit where it's like, oh my god, you know, I hope for his life he just stops playing. <laughs> but no, seriously uh, though, like imagine that but, was your son. What no, hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and. As a Pats fan, I would love to have him out of the division because I think this year he got he he was getting it going, man. I think he had it. Oh, he had yeah, it this year with McDaniel with the yeah. receivers. He was locked in, and it's a shame that I think you know <clears throat> should you know hang it up. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's a good look on the NFL. I, I'm not the smart. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Yeah. But um, you know, our armchair doctor over here. I I I don't know. I don't know if I'd risk it, but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It is. And last week I told Aira, like, especially after the Hamlin thing, like, yeah, yeah. there hasn't been any good PR in in the NFL in some time now. Like, there's been one thing after another, and it just so happened that that Monday night football game was going to be probably the most watched football game ever because of the what was at stake. There was nothing else on on TV to, you know, to affect it. Because immediately after the injury – you can flip it to any news channel. They all had it. They all had it on. So you know everyone was plugged in for that moment. So it's like another bad thing, even though it wasn't a concussion. It's like another bad thing they, they you know, image that you got to put on the NFL. And I don't know if the NFL would step in. They can't tell him, man, you can't play. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe Miami doesn't feel com- – I don't know. It's You're right, though. It's hard to play doctor. It's hard to – Hard to do all that stuff when you don't really know, you know, what the situation is. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's the AFC. That's what we got set up um, for the playoffs. Get back to you, Sammy. So, this is your your conference. Uh, what, are we, what, are, what are you looking forward to uh, in this wild card weekend? You're on mute or something. It's the chart. Sorry. Sorry about that. 
it's I, I had the cats meowing, so I had to, hey, had to mute a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna oh. be the boring one and say the Chargers, Jaguars, but I'm gonna let you guys get to the analysis on it. I just want to point out. Victor already apologized to me on the podcast about Trevor Lawrence when I said that he is a good quarterback. He is a viable quarterback. He's had a pretty good season. But I believe it was on this conference or on this podcast where we were discussing when Christian Kirk got his bag. Now, thinking back on it now, do we think Christian Kirk deserved to get that bag considering how important he was to possibly Trevor Lawrence development, the offense, and Jacksonville getting to this point as well. Jacksonville? Is that what they call it? Saxonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> Go ahead, Vic. Oh, I don't I have nothing. You, I, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's right. He's right. He's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, Crow, Christian Kirk deserved that bag. I got my, uh, I got my Jaguars jersey downstairs. I was going to go down. I was going to run downstairs real quick and throw it on. <laughs> I got, I got, it's, it's a, it's a Blake Bortles jersey, but you know, it's good enough. Hey, it counts. Yeah. Ripping um, stoves. I, Is he ripping sticks? Yeah. Working construction. <laughs> working construction. What would you be doing? What would you be doing if you weren't playing football? I don't know. I was playing working construction, ripping sticks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in the morning? Wake up in the morning, take a piss like everybody else. <laughs> hey, we heard you bought a Tesla to quit dipping. You know, how'd that go? Oh, I just drove the Tesla to the gas station to get dip anyway. <laughs> I think I think the Christian Kirk signing, I think it's a little bit puzzling for us because we all thought at the same time, yeah, like that that doesn't make sense to get that because now you're you're strong, like you guys are money guys, you guys are numbers guys, you're quick to cut somebody, you know, one of those type of guys. You look at a guy like Christian Kirk, who did he have a thousand yard season with Arizona? One thousand one hundred and eight. Okay, so we had one one thousand yard season. He was there for what three or four years. But and, and he was he was extremely talented coming out of college too. Oh, yeah, no, the talent is definitely there. It's just the production didn't match the money, in yeah. my opinion, at that yeah. moment. And, and I, I agree. A Rod's making me out to be like Kyle Bloom. I'm not Kyle Bloom over here, okay? No, Sammy is. Sammy <laughs> definitely is. Sammy's definitely a money guy, man. Um, but no, you know what I, you mean I, by that, and I'm gonna text you later. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, Sammy, is that your hair or a hat? I can't tell. <laughs> I, I think I think for us seeing that and for him to kind of strong for, for that to be the receiver to strong arm the receiver market to get all these wide receivers panties in a wad. I think that's just like the weird guy to do it. I think that's not the guy. Right. should have. But at the same time, it, it did help him. But he also had a great cast of characters around him. Uh, Zay Jones. Zay who, Jones. Zay Jones, who was who was written as the next best thing in Buffalo. He went to I forgot where and got Raiders, caught on the, right? Raiders, he went to yeah. the Raiders. He got yeah. caught on that balcony, like trying to rob his brother or some weird yeah. shit. I don't know. Caught him naked in the hotel lobby and shit. Yeah, it was weird. Right. And then he went somewhere else. And then, and then and then you come in and into Jacksonville and you blow up like you should have from the get go. Um, and and Etienne, uh, you get rid of James Robinson, and I think it was like week seven. I was like, "This is a dumb move." We were both like, "That was a dumb move for Jacksonville," but it worked out. He he got his they reps. They knew what they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they knew what they had, and then was a first round pick. You can't forget that. Yeah, you can't you can't? But he also went out hurt with an ACL injury, and those are yeah. you know kind of hard to come back from sometimes for a running back. Um, but then they got Jamichael Hasty, who's a, a serviceable running back in the. In the great 49ers uh uh conveyor belt of running backs, so yeah. one goes down, another one enters it. So and if and if all fails, 
you just go get Chris Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean, they, they have a bunch of serviceable players on that team. And then Evan Ingram, who I always thought was a bust to you complete with. Now. <laughs> but, but also, what do I always preach to you, KK? When you get signed and or it's the end of your contract, what do you do? You play your heart out. He's there you for one year. You got, to, got something to prove. There yeah. for one year. So one year, you're going to ball out. You're going to ball out, and as he should. So if Jackson doesn't give him a bag, some other fool will give him a bag, and we'll see what you get out of it. But all of those guys that they signed in the offseason, they, they, they did the right signings. They got all the right guys to fit in. And the best, the, the one thing that made Trevor Lawrence better was removing the cancer from the locker room and getting Doug Peterson. Correct. Because Doug Peterson doesn't put up with that shit. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson has a winning culture. Yeah. And Doug Peterson is a fun person to play for. And, and he's a QB no fun, whisperer. Yeah, he is. KK knows that. <laughs> he made Carson Wentz look like a franchise quarterback. That man got Carson Wentz paid. And Nick Foles, what you mean? He got Nick Foles to the Super Bowl. He made Carson Wentz got paid. Like, come on, man. That is amazing work right there. And he knew he yo, he knew Jalen Hurts. He was like, hey, I know I could fix this guy. He is. He really is. And let's and let's not lie, that that Jacksonville defense is nothing to sneeze at either. Oh yeah. Um they 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 got some great players there. They got that corner. Um uh what's his name? Uh there right here. Michael, uh not Michael, that's that's the Chargers. Hold on, let me put up their uh their uh lineup real quick. What's that guy on the outside? He didn't come prepared. He didn't come <laughs> prepared. He didn't come prepared for the Campbell, meeting. Bro. Campbell. Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So they, they, they got Tyson Campbell in there, one of the best corners in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, ranked fifth out of all cornerbacks in the league. Um, so both teams are evenly matched on paper. You know, uh, overall rank for the Chargers is 12th, 15th of the Jags. I think there's no doubt about it. This is my game of the weekend. This is the game I'm going to be sitting down watching for yeah. sure Same. on Saturday. Sunday sucks. Saturday's the day, man. <laughs> Yo, I got to cancel all my plans. I wanted to go party on Saturday, and I can't because I got to watch football. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, from a Disney hotel room. So oh, yeah, you're right. But for me, that's, I mean, that's the game. I mean, listen, Cincinnati is going to – if Lamar Jackson's not playing, that's – I mean, the way Cincinnati has been playing these last few weeks – they're on a Super Bowl track right now. Um, and then Buffalo, Miami, there's no Tua. Buffalo in, is in Buffalo. They're going to run through Miami oh. as well. So we kind of already know what's going to happen with that. Jacksonville and the Chargers. I don't know. The last time I saw the spread, wasn't it like uh, one? Like they were getting who, – who's getting one or something like that? Was it one? Chargers, it got two. Chargers got, got two. Two? That's – I mean, it's, it's, it's like – I don't know. 69% of the money lines going to Jacksonville, though. And it's yeah, I mean they're they're the home team. They have been playing with a lot more energy. Like the Chargers, I gotta give um, uh, I gotta give both quarterback and coach credit this year because they they've had a carousel of receivers. Mike Williams has been hurt. Keenan Allen has been hurt. Who is uh, what's his name? I had him in fantasy. He helped me win. Josh Palmer. Palmer. Josh Palmer is, and then he kind of fizzled out. I like. The tight end was dropping. Like they they somehow made this work without having like Bucks fans use their wide receiver injuries as an excuse. Like, well, you know, Godwin and Julio and Mike, and it's an excuse to them, right? Herbert was able to overcome and had a you know, they still had a pretty good season. So I gotta give them credit. So you gotta give the Chargers credit for being the Chargers. 
but it is a first-time game for both quarterbacks. So there's really no advantage whatsoever between the two of them. They're both brand new to the situation. I don't know which way I want to, I, I want to pick. You know, if I had, you know, my heart is with Jacksonville all day long. So it's like easy for me to want to cheer for Jacksonville in that game. But I don't know. I don't know how to. KK, I think it was you who said it too when we were talking about the JC Jackson signing. Yep. How you thought Bill knew something that other people didn't. And yeah. then one ended up happening to JC Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> you, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> it, unfortunately, these things do happen. Um, you know, it's and even before the injury, he was yeah. trash. He was, he was getting <laughs> he was getting cooked. Like, man, you know that meme with oh that gif or video with uh the what's his name? The the boxer. Uh I was getting cooked. What was his name? Yeah, oh, man, I forgot. Whatever his name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh Broner. Adrian Broner. Oh, Adrian Broner. Yeah. Oh, man, I was getting cooked. That's not that's that was happening. But you know, you're right, you're right. Um, but you know, Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah Derwin James, they Derwin got James, Pope Pounty. You know, got so many DBs over there. That secondary should yeah, be yeah. That secondary is good. Yeah, I don't I know. I just thought it was funny he got a bag and sucks. Hey, it is <laughs> what it is. A lot of people get bags and then fizzle out because I got the money. So um, but yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what happens with that game. I'll you know, I won't be surprised either way. Um, but out of all of that. Who's finishing out of the AFC and the NFC? We'll just we'll just give it to you us now. We'll revisit this in a couple of weeks. But just off the rip, just from what you've seen at this point, who is making it to the Super Bowl? I got Philly Buffalo, and I've been saying that probably since like week 10 or 12. Oof, that's tough. Gross. All right, Vic. Done to your head. Ain't no way I'm picking another AFC East team, buddy. <laughs> it's Cincinnati. And the Eagles. But I will say this. A bird will be in the Super Bowl. A bird will be in the Super Bowl. Whether that be a Seahawk, an Eagle, or a Raven, a bird will be in the Super Bowl. Okay. A-Rod? A crow could be in the Super Bowl when Vic eats crow. I'm going. I'm going to Philly and Kansas City. I'm going with that. Mahomes just looks too electrifying and too Andy easy. Andy Reid, he gets to form a team, man. Yeah. Be I, I want to see that too. I want to see like I like seeing coaches sticking to the old teams or vice versa, kind of uh, a la Lovey Smith type shit. So, Correct. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna just keep it a buck, right? All three of y'all pick Philly to make it to the Super Bowl, right? Why do you think we're gonna be able to beat San Francisco? Because I'm very curious to hear why. Because that, to me, I am very nervous about that one. If we no, you're not. You just want to hear us talk good about the Philadelphia Eagles. That's, just yeah. it's, no, I don't, I don't That's all this is. He wants, to, he wants us to talk about it. No, but no, seriously. I don't think we – I don't really think – if, if we don't play our best game, there's KK. no way we beat San Francisco. That's hey, how hey, I feel. Sammy, go, what do you think? You, what do you what? think? <laughs> Rock Purdy. Sorry, Sammy. KK, your defense – you already know can hold up with pretty much any team in the NFC, right? And include right. that's including the San Francisco. Hey, look at the smile of motherfucking I know, face. I knew it. I know, I know. I knew. <laughs> see, I knew exactly what he wanted me to do. So I'm just gonna do it. This is his show. I'm gonna do it. So, and then something that I had mentioned, I was talking to a few friends of mine. I also heard it on another podcast. When you look at how the Philadelphia Eagles run their offense, and again, you're just gonna be smiling ear to ear. It's it's almost to to, to pull a cliche. It's like poetry in motion, right? 
if you stop their run, then they got A.G. Brown over the top. If you don't stop their run, they're just going to RPO you to death, to complete death. So you have to stop the run. And then from there, you try to re- think that Jalen Hurts can't beat you through the air and then fool me. You know, fool me. What is it that, that George Bush fooled me once? Never Either fooled way, me again. you can't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fool, it's just like, again. everybody's like, oh, Jalen Hurts can't throw. Jalen Hurts can't throw. <laughs> Bro. And, and then you, you have A.J. Brown go off for four touchdowns. What was it, like three weeks ago? And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, the dude can Thank throw the know. ball however oh, he wants to. The offense is run really well because of all the perfect pieces that are around Jalen Hurts. And it seemed like the only thing that they really need, and, and obviously Devonta Smith too is, is having a resurgence in the Thousand last six season. weeks, right? Like, it, it, I feel like it all happened in the last six weeks, right? Like it, it, he, 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 he got up to a slow start and then just yeah. started balling. Yeah, so he's got, they got the short passing game. They got the long passing game. They got RPOs. Miles Sanders is having an amazing season as well. So, I mean, Dude, it's it's tough, man. I, I don't want to say it, but I mean they're really freaking good. <laughs> and and it, I, let's not even overcomplicate things here, right? Uh, I I'm gonna go full Skip Bayless here and say when when is Brock Purdy one shit? Okay, <laughs> I'm not. You know, yeah, he, got oh, he got outplayed what? by Stidham. He got outplayed by Stidham. Bro, I don't care. That that wasn't a real game. All right, when, you guys don't care. You guys, you got you got you had your seed locked up. It didn't matter. And the NFC Championship, if it if it or whatever, whenever they are slotted to play, if it's Niners Eagles, there ain't no way Brock Purdy is making it out of Philadelphia alive, man. No Not way. The <laughs> no way. In Philly, AKA, so. AKA the Philly Philly's the most complete team in the whole NFL right now. You've got the most complete defense. You got the most complete offense. Um, the question mark was definitely around the quarterback. Is he going to be this good? And he is that good. He is the truth. And to to put the cherry on top, I think all offseason, I, I wouldn't I, I could not be more annoyed with you ever if it's not NFL offseason. We just got this guy. We just pulled this. Oh, but oh but 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 the greatest day of master one, class, the uh one of the things, yeah, the master class. This fucker wasn't with the master class in the beginning because I'll never forget his face on draft day. I will never forget his face on draft day when they took Jamison Williams with the pick in front, slumped in his chair, and five minutes later, they pull off the immaculate trade for A.J. Brown, and it was like watching fucking Jesus after, come back to life, after man. After getting Jordan Davis. <laughs> after getting Jordan Davis. So masterclass started right there, session then, first session. But the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, Sammy broke it down. Just when you think he can't throw it deep to AJ Brown, you got AJ Brown or AJ Brown. You got um Devontae Smith cutting down in the slot. You got Goddard's healthy again, right? You got Goddard back and he's ready to roll. Um, you put your little stat line out there because you were all in your emotions about Hassan Reddick and you wanted to hate the Cowboys That's just the a little bit more. Who got, got more sacks? Stats. He got Who more got sacks than more fo- he- uh forced fumbles. <laughs> Okay, so you talk your he shit. He hundred so, less snaps. We don't. And we only don't have need one to, less quarterback here. I'm telling we you. We don't need to be focusing on this Super Bowl caliber team. Okay, the only way that we focus on them is when they lose to the Cowboys or the Buccaneers. If that happens, then we can clown you all day for that. But you're gonna steamroll them, bro. We're all we're all in the Eagles bandwagon with you, man. Go, fly Eagles, fly. You're here all for right, me right, right here. So y'all. So that's all he wanted. That's all. No, he no, wanted. no, no. I was actually <laughs> anyway, my preseason pick. My preseason pick was um, Philadelphia versus Baltimore, um, and I never picked Philly to make the Super Bowl. So that's how confident I've been since this summer. Baltimore, obviously, to me, if Lamar is healthy, 
and everything was clicking like it was supposed to. I thought that team, to me, should have been ready made to make the Super Bowl. But I don't know, man. They just they fizzled out, and Cincinnati is going to steamroll them. So, you know, one of y'all got Cincy, one of y'all got Kansas City, and the other one got uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. So it's like I really don't know. I, I don't mind. I mean, it's going to be a dog fight no matter who comes out the AFC. That's what I do know. So I think this year, unlike the uh, college football championship game, I think we're we're going to have a very good Super Bowl. Um, I would love to see. You know, I mean, I would love to see Andy Reid come back home. Uh, and you know, see his boys. I love Joe Burrow. I would love to see Joe Burrow, and then Josh Allen is. I think Buffalo has a lot to play for. So my my pick now is Buffalo because after the Demar Hamlin thing, they're playing. They're going to be playing. I mean, they had two kickoff returns for touchdowns. You know how hard it is to get a kickoff return for touchdown nowadays because uh, they you know they move everything up and you can't do the what a wedge block and all that stuff. Why do you got to mention that, bro? I'm just Come saying, on, man. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted y'all to win the game because I really wasn't. I, and I, I told Aaron last week, I wanted to see a lot of hurt Dolphins fans so for not making the playoffs after all the shit they've been talking about here. Sorry, I didn't want to make the playoffs. Win. Actually, I think me and Vic wanted us to lose. <laughs> so, with that being said, for them to for them to come out, you know, playing like that, they're they they're gonna they're playing with a different kind of mo- uh, emotions right now and passion. So. I think Josh Allen, the, the curse is probably lifted now. You know, four straight Super Bowl losses and everything that's happened to him. I think the curse is lifted. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be back in the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So, wrapping up the NFL season, um, let's just give out some awards before they come out. I don't know what the odds makers are saying, but let's start with MVP. We'll start with you, A-Rod. Patty Mahomes, baby. Ain't nobody else. Vic? Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is a safe bet. So I'm going to go Pat. Yeah, it's got to be Pat Mahomes. I'm so annoyed. Has Jalen Hurts not proved that without him, that offense is not the same? Like, the, the, the motion does not look the same. You got to be, gotta be Eagles, you gotta That's all. Just say Jalen Hurts and move on, bro. Best, best ability is availability, sir. I'm picking Patrick Mahomes as well, but I think Jalen Hurts proved his worth with those two games that he was out. That's all he I'm going to say. You didn't say who's your top three. You said who's winning it, okay? Jalen Hurts is – That's fine. No, 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 that's fine. Y'all can hate <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year. Welcome to the Eagles podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year, A-Rod, go. Um, I got Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. Vic. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I, I honestly, if 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 they would have made the playoffs and he would have finished playing off out the season, I would have said Derrick Henry. But I, I think I have to go uh, Justin Jefferson here as well. One of the best. I put up what was it? The, the most historic uh, season by an uh, NFL wide receiver. I mean, it wasn't as historic as uh, Cooper Cup. Wasn't it? I thought I thought he, he led the league and uh, he broke the record. He didn't break the record. No, he. I, I, don't, I think he I just don't got know. short. Yeah, he uh, was just short. short. Yeah. Uh, I'd still give it to him because I don't know who else I'd pick. I'm trying, I'm trying to rack my brain through everybody, through all like the quarterbacks and and nobody really stood out other than Justin Jefferson. It was either for me. It was either Justin Jefferson or Josh Jacobs with my my two. Now, no, fuck Josh Jacobs. He's a bitch. But, I know, but he was leader in rushing yards and was the focal point of the offense when Derek Carr, Derek Carr, and 
had a had a it's payday it's payday next year for him so why not shine i mean he didn't do anything that that's yo he only had eight touchdowns who Justin jefferson he had eight touchdowns 1800 Whoa, yards and eight touchdowns okay but that's he led the league in in receptions he led the league in in uh um receiving yards, yards and, okay and he definitely okay is it Miles Sanders? Just tell us. No, you want just, to pick no. Miles Sanders. Why, it doesn't have to be Eagle. It doesn't have to be Eagle. It might, I mean, Jalen Hurts, maybe. That's my but, guy. Plus, well, like, it plus wasn't he like did anything plus that was that Let me rain. Let me rain on KK's parade because I, I lifted him up. Let me let me bring him back down. So the NFL odds makers right now have Justin Jefferson at minus eight hundred for I offensive know. players. I know. <laughs> I, I know because they fell in love with him week six and they don't ever fall off. That's why. Plus, he single-handedly shit on the Buffalo Bills with that catch. So, I mean, Tyreek Hill was on his way to an historic season as well, and then all but the he did it. Then he went to uh, uh, an escalator of, of quarterback. So yeah, we just leave that. I mean, they brought. I was in... going to pick Tyreek Hill as my choice. I know he's not going to get Hill it, but nice. yeah. because I want to eat crow and I want to do it on air and say uh, he's he did his thing even without Patrick Mahomes' arm. Defense player of the year. Are we all on Nick Bosa? Yeah. I was going to say Bosa. Matthew Judon as well, but we didn't make the playoffs. Judon. Oh. I was going to. I was going to say Miles Garrett. But I gotta guess. I guess you gotta give it to Nick Bosa. I was he, gonna say Hassan Reddick, but Hassan Reddick say Watt too. TJ Watt too. Micah Parsons. Sacks. What did Micah Parsons do? He's plus six hundred. He's plus six hundred. Don't, <laughs> don't don't say that man's name on the podcast. Hassan Reddick right? had three and a half more sacks than him. I like I like I like Nick Bosa. I I think you're on the you're the best defender on the best defense in the league. I give it to him, but Minus. I, I would. Minus eleven hundred, Vic. <laughs> That's a shoe yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, deep, uh, deep uh, offensive rookie of the year. This one's closer. This is, is, very it, is close. it Garrett Wilson? You know, it's Garrett Wilson for it me. It is man. Garrett Wilson, but it's actually close. But it's minus two hundred. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. No, no, no. He's my. He, if either one of them win it, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm totally okay with. It. Is Brock Purdy not in the running here, guys? Come on. He is. He is. He's third. He's third. He's third. That guy. Brian Robinson. Christian Watson did have a good resurgence in the, yeah. in the, second, in the second half. half. But yeah. he only had like 600 receiving yards. I like Kenny Walker, personally. I, I want to I give what about, it to him. What about Gary Wilson? Yeah. Gary Wilson had like a, a string of really good games, but it's like he had like a Chris Olave season to me—a string of really good games, and that was it to me. Kenny Walker, as soon as he got that that starting job, he's been amazing every single week. So that to me a little bit more consistency there. He made the playoffs, unlike um, Garrett Wilson. So I'd probably kind of swing that way. But NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm definitely going with Sauce. I would love to go with Aiden Hutchinson, but no, you know what? I'll go with Aiden Hutchinson. Go blue. I'll let you, I'll let the three of y'all pick. <laughs> y'all sleeping on my guy. Sauce all day. Sauce all day, bro. I knew Sauce. he was good, but y'all I didn't know. Jack Jones, good. son. Y'all are sleeping on Jack Jones. Oh my god. Did not know he was gonna be this good. Did goes. not know he was gonna be this good. Whatever. All right. Comeback player of the year. I'm salty on this. I'm super salty on this. Explain. When I saw this list, when I saw this list, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go last. I'll let you guys pick first. And I, 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 can, I, can. I, I wanted to pick Tua before he, before he ended up in an old man's home. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, but I, I, I think that he was, he was the, he was the pick. I don't, I don't know who I'd pick right now. Who was injured last year? That your fucking out? boy. My, my boy. Who? Pick oh, your boy. Oh, Gino, Gino, Gino. <laughs> Gino was yeah. good last year. Gino was Gino. decent last year. Gino, yeah. I don't know. Who, what do you think? Gino had one good game and then was exposed. Gino's mine. Gino is definitely mine. Um, but Gino had one good game because he didn't have a lot of tape on him for a while, and then he got exposed his next two games that he played. So Gino was Hurts, good. Jaylen Thank Hurts you. Jalen Hurts. He was not this at all last no. year. Do you remember that playoff game against Tampa Bay? Yeah, and bad. then the season that he's had compared to that game, my goodness. Can I just throw this out there? Geno Smith had 500 more pass yards. Geno Smith had eight more touchdowns. He played two of those games. Than Jalen Hurts. He played two of those games. Just saying. Best ability. Best ability. ability. <laughs> You're right. Hey, Geno, let's give it to him. Hey, that's it. That's it. Thanks. I did not know he had 30 touchdowns, guys. No, no, no. Gino Holy Ball. cow. Gino Ball. Holy cow. Gino Ball. Well, I'll give him that. 30 touchdowns, guys. All right. Last but not least, NFL coach of the Wait, year. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, I wanted oh. to mention. Oh yeah, go I ahead, did yeah. not. I did not like that Trevor Lawrence wasn't even on this list either. I thought he should have been uh, on the list. Uh, I to me, Urban Meyer was just that bad of a coach that this is Tre- this is what we already expected from Trevor. So it shouldn't be like a comeback thing. It's just all right. Finally, you started your real NFL career. That's probably why because Urban Meyer. That's why Coach of the Year. I want to give it to Doug Peterson actually. Um, for what he nice. did to that program, I mean, from what we, what do we thought they were going to be? Should be Brian Dayball. Happened. He no completely way. turned it Brian around. Dayball. It's it's going to be Sirianni, but it should be Brian Dayball. Yeah. Okay, okay, I I know that I know you guys have those guys. Let me let me make an argument for Kyle Shanahan. All right, the guy went through three fucking quarterbacks. Okay, <laughs> all season he had to navigate three quarterback injuries and like and four he, running backs too. I think. <laughs> yeah. And and. He, he still gave his team a 13 and four record. I mean, come on. Yeah. Lost e- and he lost Debo. Yeah. But Christian McCaffrey is God. I mean, that I to be like, I, did it do executive of the year in uh in NFL? Cause like, if they do, I would want it to be, um, you know, Howie Roseman, but getting Christian McCaffrey was, was, was beautiful. Chef's getting guess. Christian Chef, McCaffrey exactly. without losing Debo Samuel. Exactly. Like they, Debo the week asked before. for a trade. It was like the week before. <laughs> Debo asked for a trade, and they found a way to keep him. You know, like Brooklyn kept Kevin Durant. I was surprised. They found they found a way to keep Debo in the house, and they still got to get Chris McCaffrey with all of that on the third string quarterback. I'll you you're you're absolutely right with uh, with Shanahan, but Dougie. I mean, they have a good infrastructure there. The Jacksonville Jaguars have nothing. They have no laurels, no history. You know, they have nothing to fall on. The owner's kind of crazy. Like, there's nothing there for me. And Dougie P got them looking like a real NFL football team all of a sudden. So that would be my pick. I don't want to be a homer. I won't pick Sirianni. I'll pick my second home, my boy Dougie P, NFL uh, Hall of Famer, because he's at the Hall of Fame with a statue. I hate the Giants. I hate New York. Sorry, A-Rod. But, man, what Brian Dayball did with that program as well, with just, like, hey, just a bunch of haystacks everywhere, man. And Daniel Jones at quarterback. Like, (laughs) made it look halfway decent. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? I would have given it to him until he allowed Kayvon Thibodeau to be a a little hoe. 
last <laughs> week against my Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles doing snow angels on the field. That was fun. That was not right. Yeah, I was bro. Say. Like I know, and I told Aaron last week. I know he, he would beat my man. ass, but if I see him, he's got to get one for me. Square up. <laughs> That's my guy. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that to Nick Foles. And then even on the sideline, he's still making fun of his going. Exactly, bro. I got to, I got to, I got to hit him one time in the face. <laughs> I'll let it beat my ass, but it, it was worth it for my boy Nick Foles. <laughs> All right, my my pick for coach of the year is welcome to the Fly Eagles Fly podcast, Nick Sirianni. Man, man sure. I can't wait for the ESPYS. It'll be a lot Fourth of Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> All right, I'm done with the NFL. I do like tackle basketball with you guys as well. So we got to get some NBA stuff in there. Um, now, obviously, you know, Boston is off to a pretty good start. Uh, they've kind of teetered off a little bit um, as of late. So the, the East is very wide open. and they look Schedule at the losses, you mean? Anyway, the West is very wide open. Is this the most wide open that the NBA has ever been? Or at least in like 40 years? All right, hey, Peter off. They're still the number one team in the NBA, right? By how they, by how many games? Like a half, two a game, and a, a game and a half, oh, right man. now, and they're about to about to be up at two games. Okay, but, <laughs> but with 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 Robert Williams coming back to the lineup, this is a completely different team. And by the way, thank you for listening to the Eagles podcast. Welcome to 08 Celtics Talk. <laughs> um, but. No, I, 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 this is, you're absolutely right. You're right. There's a lots of good teams, especially in the East. And for the first time, I think we saw it last year. We are seeing it again this year, a, con, a conversion of the East being better than the West. Now, it's oh, yeah, it's historical there. that the West has been much better than the East. That has flipped completely. This is wide open. I love the parody here. I think this is a, the NBA is in a great spot right now in terms of parody, right? Yeah. So, we're so used to seeing teams dominate in the NBA for three, four years at a time. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors didn't make it to the Western conference finals this year to defend their title. So I, again, still early in the season, pre all-star break, but I love that we're going to have some parody here. I, I honestly, I still think it's going to be Celtics in the East uh, early on, but uh, I don't want to take up too much time here, but um I, I'm right there with you. I, I think I love the I love the the wide openness and the parity that we got going on. Yep, Sammy. I've been watching a lot of soccer, so I'm just getting back into the NBA and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vic said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> there you go. What a what a I mean, good what a I mean, good answer. <laughs> but no, real quick. Obviously, you know you're, you're you. I know you pay attention to the Celtics, so at the bare minimum, I know you watch them. Comparing, obviously, you know, what happened with the Doka last year, comparing that team that finished the season and the team that they started with now with uh, uh, the guy with no eyebrows, what's his name? John Mazzula? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what, what do you see from this team compared to that last that team that made it to the NBA Finals? It's a lot different in terms of uh, construction and how he runs the team. So, uh, last year, I feel like they were a lot more focused. The roster construction is different this year, but last year they were focused a lot more on defense and holding teams to under 100. This year they said, F it, we're just going to score you. Yeah. And they have been. Um, they're one of the most efficient teams in the NBA um, when it comes to, um, and I'm just pulling up my stats now. 
And you don't uh, have Pepe Le Pew as a coach anymore. So yeah, yeah, no, no more Pepe Le Pew, which is awesome. Um, but the Celtics lead the league in offensive rating this year. I believe last year they were like fifth or sixth. This year they're effective shooting percentage, I think. And uh no. They don't. Uh they're fourth in effective field goal percentage, Sammy. Uh, but they are they are uh third in true shooting percentage. But in terms of net rating, uh, another year where the Celtics have uh, are leaps and bounds above the next closest team in terms of net rating. So last year you saw it skew so heavily because of the defensive rating. This year it's their offensive rating, which is a one one seventeen um, offensive rating in the NBA, and their defensive rating is a is a, a one. I believe it's a one ten leaving their net rating at 6.2. Their next, the next highest net rating in the NBA is the Memphis Grizzlies at 4.9. The so Memphis Grizzlies? Yep, yep. Uh, oh. Yep. I think that was last year as well. Or no, it was Golden State, but Memphis was also up there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and I, I can see I'm putting A-Rod to sleep, so I'll, that's enough of the, uh, of the stats talk for me. What do you, what do you got, A-Rod? <laughs> I, I think you're seeing, you're seeing a growth from the Boston Celtics too where – they realize they can't play defense for a full season and uh-huh. also have to put so much onus on their defense going into the playoffs because they ended up getting gas. So they're kind of doing kind of the more mature thing. All right, let's focus on our offense. Let's get good shots. Let's, let's play better offense. We know we have the defense. We'll utilize the defense when we need to, but it's a long season. So yeah. anyway, sorry, go ahead. A-Rod. I mean, I mean, you guys got a better bench too. That was a big problem too. You didn't have the depth that you have now, so that that helps out a lot. Um, it, but yeah, as far as better, the... but it's not much better. Okay, it won't wait risk. though. It's it's better with Malcolm Brogdon. Sorry, I know I did. I did. Yeah, no, no. This, I, this isn't my show anymore. This isn't my show anymore. It's We're the good. Boston Celtics podcast or OA Celtics, whatever you said. Uh, but no, you're right. I mean, Brogdon is. Brogdon is a fantastic player to be coming off of a bench. So you're right with that aspect. But is there is there like what's up with the depth? Like what's the difference between last year and this year with that with that aspect? Because I haven't really paid attention to that part. Go ahead, A-Rod. I was letting A-Rod answer. This is y'all floor, not mine. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I'm agreeing with A-Rod. I agree. I I agree with A-Rod. Vic doesn't, but I agree with A-Rod. You really think the bench is better this year than last year? Like significantly, I see. I I did at the beginning of the year, and then Malcolm Brogdon fell off, and that's where you guys saw the Celtics kind of fall off a little bit. I think the key for the Celtics right now has been their rotation, and the rotations that Joe Mazzulla has has right now is a lot better than it was last year. A lot better than it was last year with, um, with uh, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't remember his real name anymore. Imanadoka. Um but yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to talk too much about the Celtics, but man, I, I'm just happy what I see from the team right now. It's a team that fights, and that's that's what I like to see. Who do you, so? Who do you fear out of the Eastern Conference right now? Like, who is like who's the team? Like, man, if we run into the playoffs, it's gonna be it's gonna be a war. Uh, I was gonna let Sammy. <sighs> I, I still think they're garbage and I never know how they do it, but it's still going to be the Miami heat. Cause you never know what you're going to get from them in the playoffs and also Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I agree with both those teams saying Brooklyn scares the hell out of me. Um, I want to go ahead. Aaron, Cause I want to talk about Brooklyn real quick. Go ahead. Aaron. 
I don't know what I'm even talking about at this point, man. Who, We're talking about the Celtics. Who should the Boston Celtics, the number one team in the East currently, who should they fear this, the most in the Eastern Conference right now? Should, y'all should fear two and three. That's who you should fear. You should fear the Nets when Kevin Durant comes back healthy because he's not putting up with that sweep shit anymore. And Giannis is going to truck y'all, man. He's looking to truck you motherfuckers and, and get his calls. But I'm rolling with y'all. I'm rolling with y'all to get back to the finals, man. The Celtics look good. I think you addressed what you needed was a bench. Um, and I, I I mean, we're talking Celtics basketball. I, that's, that's all I got. I hate the team. Don't, <laughs> mix. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because, um, you know, if I was the Boston Celtics, I would fear Giannis for sure. I would fear Kevin Durant for sure. But I fear that bad man, Joel Embiid, down with the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Maxey has emerged to be the literal second best player on the court. With James Harden dropping triple doubles every night again, he looks healthy. I, you know, I think the time that Max is spent out, we got to see a lot more of like Shake Milton. We got to see Niang play a little bit more of an important role. Our bench showed more, you know, pizzazz. And although the only thing that's going to kill us is Doc Rivers, I think if we don't let Doc Rivers overcoach us, or maybe he's home and doesn't want to coach, I don't know. I think we can overcome. I think this is the best chance we have right now. After this year, I feel like we're going to be like the Phoenix Suns and the windows are going to start closing more and more. Uh, you know, and I don't think Joel Embiid gets enough love. Um, that man's averaging 33 points a game. I mean, you know, 33 and 10, five assists, two blocks, one steal. Like, how is he not considered for like for the MVP? They still talk about because they're every fourth. single day. They because talk, they're obviously Luke is a story, but I don't know. Man. I'm getting frustrated. That's all. I'm, I'm sorry. So, so, so here's the thing: is that the Celtics really struggle against teams that can throw multiple fakes at them, like the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, and that's why you see that's why you see them struggle. But since Rob has come back, I think that really righted the ship. And I'll be honest: I think that there's another move to be made. I think the Celtics are going to make a move uh, before the trade deadline to secure another big. I know think. It. What? I said, you know it. Whenever the yeah. the trade deadline's about to end, the top teams always make moves. I it's haven't heard any, like what players are dangling. I know uh, Bajanovic. Uh, uh, I think Turner. I think we're looking at like a Jared Vanderbilt type, um, you know, something like that. That's that's a a, a, a stretch big that can play. Uh, Get a you a bit. white boy, bro. Only white boys in the white and green shirts, man. Get you what Bajanovic. You about? We, we don't have any white boys except for Hauser this year. And Pritchard doesn't even play anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richard got a nice little No, because Bajanovic for uh for Detroit, he's been ball, he's on my fantasy team. He's yeah. been balling, and y'all missed out on uh uh Gallinari. So me, this would slide right in and take care of that need. They are asking for a lot of her. Sam Hauser's been pretty good though. Well, Hauser has Hauser, been I haven't seen him play. I, I think a lot of your a lot of your opinions right now, Sammy. No offense, I think they're based on opinions from earlier in the season. Hauser really has fallen off offensively and, and defensively. He's not, he's not, uh, he, he's not been the same guy he was. Um, yeah, he's a liability. Brogdon has been good defensively, but he hasn't given us that offensive spark uh, 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 minus these last two games. I think the last two or three games. So um, you know, I don't want to turn into the Boston Celtics, but I think I think we really have a Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen situation with uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, Jason Tatum, um, and you know, mix in Marcus Smart and Grant Williams into one for Ray Allen. 
that's not fair to Ray Allen. <laughs> no, how dare you? That's hey, very disrespectful. Hey, 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 compare their efficiencies. Rob Williams has a better efficiency <laughs> shooting than, there he goes. Than, than Ray Allen. Sometimes numbers do lie. Hey, Rod. <laughs> um, you, you know, you got you, you good. You know, the Knicks are you all right, man. You feel all right? It's, a, it's inconsistency. I mean, you don't want to be, <laughs> sit here and talk about the Knicks. It's inconsistency. We win games we should, we lose games we shouldn't. Or we, we win games that we shouldn't win, and we lose games that we should win. That's that's what's always going on with them. Uh, looks like we're going to beat the Pacers tonight, uh, looking at the score. But anything is possible. So um, R.J. Barrett's back, so that's a good thing. Uh, look for them to get it going and just make it to the playoffs. That's all I care about. I'm not going to sit here on my fucking soapbox and preach about a, a 29-12 team of how we could be better at being one in the East. So guys are retards. So excuse my word there. <laughs> I'm I'm curious, A Rod. Talking about a, Sam Hauser, like really, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna sit here. And, I don't think his name's ever been mentioned on a podcast except for the Fair Weather Podcast. Now, hey, hey I love him. I'm a Celtic Podcast now. Hey, A Rod, let me let me ask you: Do you feel riderless as a Knicks fan? It feels like they have no direction, and they're only they're only this you know stuck in the middle there. As a Knicks fan, would you rather them just blow it up? I'll I'll never forget this. The the very first time I met Sammy and we got to meet each other and understand our our backgrounds, our sports love, everything. Mm. The Knicks signed Tom Thibodeau <laughs> as the head coach, and Sam Sammy immediately texted me and said, "Well, there go your players' knees. That's all the text. <laughs> there go your players' knees." And and, and you know, Thibs Thibs, I I really liked um. I like Wooden a lot. I like Wooden when he was there. I thought he was a good coach. Um, of course, he he was the bench coach, and then he went to Indiana. Um, or Woodson. Woodson's his name. Mike Woodson, right? That's his name? The, yeah, Mike Woodson. Uh, Mike right, yeah. Mike I, Woodson. I was like, was that guy a coach? I like, <laughs> no. I, I, like, I know it was a ball. I thought we were about to get a ball, history lesson. <laughs> ball, <laughs> I like Mike Woodson a lot. They fired him. They brought him back as an assistant coach, and then he got the Indiana head coaching job. Um, Thibs is a name for himself. You know, he got Derrick Rose an MVP uh, just to get fucking slapped by LeBron James in the first round. Clamp, clamp. Um, and, and then, you know, he brought the Chicago show to New York. And, you know, it started to happen. And then I, I don't know if it was Leon Rose, because just like the way Stephen A feels about Leon Rose, we never see the man. You know, you can find people in the penitentiary. You can't find Leon Rose anywhere, man. So... I don't know if he was like this new this bringing your boy shit stops now. Like Taj Gibson is gone. Like he is gone. That's a valuable roster spot that we're holding for somebody else. So with the Knicks now, it's a youthful movement outside of Derrick Rose. And I think Derrick Rose is the perfect guy now. Like he just he doesn't care. Like I think he's like 10 claps away for the most claps on the bench in NBA history. Like, you know, Derrick Rose is Derrick Rose, but he's also a good locker room presence. He's a really good guy. And he likes playing with dibs and I'm fine with it. Um, he doesn't need any playing time. I don't want to give him any playing time. Let's see what these young kids got. And if some are trade bait, trade him and get some better players, but make New York enticing again. And Julius Randle is balling. Fucking Jalen Brunson is panning out. All we needed was a point guard for like the last 10 years. And we finally did it. We've had All you needed was a Donovan Mitchell. Y'all be... In a shut very, up. Better, shut, a shut much up. better spot shut right up. now. Shut up. Because last time I said that, you tried to turn that shit on me. So I don't want to hear. I right didn't now. realize that Donovan Mitchell will translate this well that quickly. Like, I thought 
there was going to be. I did. I don't know. It's a different, you know, it's a different role. To me, yeah, yeah. I mean, phew, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell is, is good. Is 71 Donovan points. Mitchell, everything that was Come saying on, was going to happen. So, so as a Knicks fan, all I want is just some some kind of consistency, Vic. Yeah. Just make the playoffs. Every year I set a benchmark for this team. And this year we're back to square one. Make the playoffs. Last year was make the playoffs and win win a game or win two games. Okay. And they didn't do either of those. So now we're back to square one. Make the playoffs. So that's all I need from these boys. Yeah. I mean, and speaking of Indiana, they, they got off to a pretty good start as well. And no one saw that coming. I mean, there's six in the East right now. Like <laughs> that's definitely nothing to sneeze at. They, they don't even have Halliburton. All star all star this year. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of good guards out there. I think Kyrie. Who 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 are your all-star guards? Do your east. Do your east. Do your east. So how many, how many spot, how many guard spots? How many? Two guards and three, three forwards, right? Oh, let me let me pull out the ballot right now, real quick. I'm, 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 I'm you know gonna, Jason Tatum was is considered a forward, by the way. I just want you to know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, I still who have is available I still have him as a starter. I still have him as a starter. All right. All right. So let's go. I got my ease. So uh Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown. And, and this is no 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 particular order, not starters or anything like that. So I got I got Donovan Mitchell. No, I'll watch your starters. No, just oh, your starters. starters. Give me your starters. Probably Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell, right? I mean, I feel like it has to be that. I, I miss me with that Trey Young shit. I don't think Trey Young's good. What has Trey Young done this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 nah, I just don't. I, people think he's good. Um, I got Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie as my starters, as, as much as that pains me to to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as my, let's see here. Forwards, I'm gonna have Giannis, Tatum, KD. Just say it, fucker. God damn and, it. And oh, KD's hurt, right? So is he gonna play in it? But he still um, gets voted as a starter. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go KD. So uh, you say Embiid is not worthy of that to be in that top five? Uh, I think the is not worthy, bro. You asked yeah. his opinion. I, I this was I already I, an Eagles podcast. We don't need a 76ers one, too. <laughs> Sammy, give me your starting five. Give me your I'm starting just, five. I'm just Come here on. for fun tonight. I'm just here for fun tonight. I'll <laughs> uh, let A Rod go. I've been watching. Soccer, give, so. me a, give me a, your starting five. You'll be pleased with mine, KK. Okay, because you know I love him. Beats. So I'll start from the I'll start from the front court and go to the back court. That's what we'll do. So right. we'll go right. to well Embiid. Um, Kevin Durant, um, he'll probably be voted in, and then I'm gonna go Giannis. That's that's gonna be my listen. I want him, but I'm just saying this is what's gonna be voted in. If it were me, I'm putting Tatum there over KD because I have a personal vendetta against KD. Okay, and so, you know, Tatum's gonna end up starting because KD is not gonna be able to play did. anyway, but, right? Or I don't know, court, that front court fucks things up, it fucks things up. If it was a center. And B would definitely have that shit on lock. Yeah. And if it were two fours, I hate to tell you, boys, Jason Tatum would not have it. It'd be KD because every little boy has a little KD jersey or Giannis jersey, not a Tatum jersey yet. And then my guards are going to be Spida and Kyrie. That's that's that. All right. But Tatum gets that's pretty start. much mine. So you know mine. 
Go ahead, Sammy. That's the same one that A-Rod just spewed out, yeah. So you think Tatum will be on the outside looking in? I, I'm not asking who you think. I'm asking who you would want. Sammy. Oh, it would be oh, me? Who or Jay Barrett. Or who Jaylen is? Trump. Oh, yeah. Who no, 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 no. Uh, is Randall? Yeah, who who is? There you go. So there's three, three forwards, two guards. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my two guards in the East. Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young. Oh, God. Come on. God. And my forwards are Giannis Tatum and Bede. You can tell he's been watching soccer with that Trey Young pick. What? <laughs> Trey Young. Listen, mine, I'm going Tyrese Maxey. No, I would, though. I would. Donovan Mitchell has impressed me. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Tyree. Tyree had a little bit of a rocky little start, man, to the season with everything that was going on. I'm going to yeah, go with Halliburton. I'm, I, I wouldn't. Tyree I would, hates Jews, so he probably shouldn't go. Yeah, he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. But let's let's be honest. So, like, if I'm not choosing Kyrie, though, it's JB in that spot. That's it's not even close. I, I'll probably still go with Kyrie, honestly. But no, no I go with Kyrie. I would, I would. Yeah, I'll probably still choose. go with Kyrie. Yeah, and he's yeah, definitely. KD has has gotten off to a hot start this year, and B to me has gotten off to a hot start. And I think Tatum's obviously been fantastic this year. You know, he could possibly, you know, win an MVP this year. Um, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but, like, is there, like, a statistic that you guys know of that compare what Giannis and Tatum have done uh, in, 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 in respects to helping their team win, like, win shares? Like, is there, like, a win shares thing that we can do yeah. with those two? So, so there's, there's the, there's the, yeah. I'm very curious because... There's I don't know what Milwaukee. Why you're trying to have that kind of a guy on the team? I don't know why you're trying to pitch him to change his mind. He's, this guy like bleeds green. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. No, there ain't no. There ain't no way I'm changing my mind. I take. I take him. You know, uh, above and beat. It's Tatum above and beat all day. So there's you know, a gun in his head. Pull the fucking trigger. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, hold on. So I have to. Hold on, I have to mani- manipulate this shit really quick. Hold on. Oh, we're you guys talk about something else while I do this. We're doing some data. Do we're doing West. some data migration right West. now. Come on, let's move it on. Let's do the West. Let's no, do I'm West. curious. I am curious. Sammy, you're on mute again. God damn it, Sammy. I'm just letting you guys talk about the NBA, man. Uh, what would you mean? I mean, I'm, I'm, about I'm, the NBA, like, you know, a lot of, I'm getting back in the NBA myself, too, so. Oh, my God. You guys are killing me. All right, Vic, you I've lost. I've watched a week since the World Cup. You lost. Again. I'm picking Embiid and I'm picking Giannis. We're I moving to the West been. really quickly. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The West is is pretty mid this year. Um, there's really no dominant team. Uh, you know, Jokic has had some you know good stretch of games, and John Moran's looking fantastic. Zion's hurt again. You know, Luka is a one man show. Sacramento is surprising. The Clippers are load management. Phoenix has lost its way. Golden State is hurt. Like, I don't this the Lakers can't stay healthy. So, you know, is there anything that excites you about the Western Conference this year? Basically, like they're literally the what the East was 12 years ago. What's going on in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta give it to them. I gotta give it to Utah. Um, I thought they were just gonna fold. Kind of like um to me. 
Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland was was the equivalent of Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. I I thought the Broncos would be better off, and I thought Seattle was going to fall in his face, and I thought Utah was going to fall in his face as well. But they, I mean, you know, they found a way to just be relevant, and you know, right now they'd be in a playing situation. Um, I got to give it to uh, and your boy, um, uh, the GM. What's his name? Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Hey, Trader Danny. Him, the smooth operator. <laughs> Smooth operator, but <laughs> long story short, I mean, there's nothing in the West that doesn't tell that can tell me who's going to make it out the West. Like, I think my question would be, um, uh, besides the top, right? Like, yeah. uh, obviously, we know what's going on kind of with the top four. I think my question, mm-hmm. and I think you hear this on a lot of podcasts, is like, what's OKC gonna do, right? They have all these picks, um, they got a pretty much a bona fide superstar coming in, in shy. I mean, he's pretty much there, right? Oh, he's but there, yeah, they're they're. 13th right now in the West. So it's kind of like, what do they do in that particular situation? Still sit it out, wait. I mean, so in the league right now, they are like seventh from the bottom. So Houston is 10 and 30, and OKC is 18 and 23. So there's like five, six, five or six teams in between them Washington, Orlando, San Antonio, Detroit, and Charlotte. Now, right. <clears throat> Looking at the bottom, Houston's going to be bad all year. We already know that. Charlotte, I see nothing there. Like, there's nothing that Tim tells me that they're gonna they're not going to be any better. Detroit, now that um, Cunningham is out for the season, absolutely nothing there. Orlando has something there, but if I was Orlando, if I can get Web Web and Yama, hey, I don't know. But no, they have something there and so, waste him. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I don't think Wait, OKC exactly. is going to be able to get him. I think they're going to have, you know, Chef Holmgren next year and pray that it works. Um, I think if we're going for who who has a potential to get that number one pick, it might just be Houston or Jordan pulls some shit. Let's Jordan let's pulls some shit. Table and, that. And let's table that. Let's table that for a second. Let's do the Western All-Stars, who you have for your All-Stars, since we're getting way off the reservation really quick. Let's go that, because I have a good I have a good story to go for that. All right. Pick your All-Stars. <laughs> Who wants to go first? No, A-Rod, you got it. Luca. Right. Oh, yeah, Luca for sure. Um, I'm going to say Luca. I'm going to say Ja. I'm going to say LeBron, Jokic, and Zion until, you know, he went down. So so Zion's down. So who do you got over Zion? Ah, fuck. I mean, who would be the other big to throw in there? Correct. That's what you got to figure out. PG-13, I guess. Uh. Yeah, yeah I know, exactly. The third one, whoever you pick, the other one's going to be gross. It'll be gross whoever it is. It won't be that bad. Go ahead, Vic. I, I like I like Sammy go first. I'm I'm still playing around with this. I got some good player. <laughs> this dirt over here. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Sammy. <laughs> uh, my cat screaming in the background. So I got Luca. I got Shy. I love Shy. I'm in love with Shy. Um, so that's my two guards. Um, as far as forwards go. I mean, it's going to be LeBron, right? Um, Why you say it like voting. that? It's just, I mean, it's LeBron. It's, Why it's you say be it like LeBron. that? I, I heard some hate in your heart. It'd be, it'd be super lame, though, if LeBron isn't in the All-Star game. Let's be real here. I mean, still I mean is excitement. he not playing well? He's playing well. The team sucks. It's He's playing okay, well. Okay, but damn. You like got... Shy Gilgis. They're better than the Thunder. Get <laughs> your little double standard. Why are you comparing that? Why are you comparing the Thunder to the Lakers? All right. Are you comparing the Lakers to the Thunder Keep right that now? that same energy. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and then probably, 
right. Probably for the forwards, I got Nikola Jokic and Laurie Markkinen. Marketing. That's and I, I've been on marketing. I, I I drafted him in fantasy. I'm I'm happy for the resurgence. Like I said, I haven't been around since December 15th. So yeah. Yo, Sammy might be onto something here with marketing though, for real. So uh, out of all the players' net ratings, um, in the uh, in the East with at least 40 games played and at least 25 minutes per game average, Lowry marketing has the best net rating in the NBA. Wow. Now, now, now let me tell you, let me tell you how meaningless that stat is. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Who's top four? The top four are Derek White at number one, Grant Williams at number two, Emmanuel Quickly at number three, and Tim Hardaway Jr. at number four. Okay, please. <laughs> Whatever list this is, throw it in the trash. Retire <laughs> it. Fire the editor who who allowed this to be on whatever you found that at. That's a horrible stat. All right. 100%. Um, now, so um, we're, we're talking West now, right? Okay, yeah, give me, so your, give me your, your, your top five out of the West right now. Start Starters, my bad. So should I go front to back court? What did I already do? Whatever you want to do. It's your I went, show. I went, I, went to, I went to Nerdland. I zoned out. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Um, so let's see. All right, your guards. Give me your guards. Give me your your, your guards. The guy who dishes the ball. There's uh, no Celtics no, 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 West. It's, it's, I know it's, he's trying to find a former Celtic or something. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's, it's Luca number one, of course. No, no okay. doubt about it. That's, that's my number one guard. Uh, Shea Gillis Alexander, uh, I think, is going to be my two. Um, no, uh, no, you know what, John Morant. Good job. Give me John Morant. Um, I mean, John Moran, I think Shea can be a, a a backup since John Moran's actually on a playoff team. I'm, right. I like guys that are on playoff teams. Uh, right. Is Zion going to be healthy? If he is, I got Zion in the front court. Um, and then uh, with uh, LeBron, got to give it to LeBron. Uh, poor guy, you know, he doesn't have very many left in him. Uh, <laughs> that team was his choice too. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's yeah, not yeah. his choice. Not, 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 not how it works. Go ahead. It's tough for me at center, right? Oh, how did I forget? How did it doesn't I forget? have to be a center. It just has to be another uh, forward. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. but I, I like to make my shit complete. I got you. I got you. Um, I mean, you got Jokic? Oh, yeah. The doy. Jokic. Yeah. Jokic at the center. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nicole, Nicole is a sure number, you know, number, number whatever. Two number on the yeah. He's definitely there. Uh, LeBron, obviously, I mean, come on, man. He's the leading vote getter already. We know why. In year 20, he's still – here we go, Sammy. In year 20, he's still giving y'all 29, 8, and 7. Um, and that team is starting to click. Starting to click. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, you got Bron, you got Jokic. Um, I'll get to my next big. I'll do, I'll do the guards first. So, I definitely want to put John Morant in there. I'm, I, I want to put Luca. Yeah, John Morant and Luca. Yeah, John Morant and Luca. So, like my other big, I did think about Darren Fox for for the guard for a second, but I'm gonna John Morant and Luca, and then for the other forward or big, there's really no easy. I mean, Zion should be the other guy, but I mean, the man can't stay healthy, and it's hard for me to reward that. DeAndre Ayton doesn't seem interested in being in Phoenix. Draymond Green is old. Laurie Markkinen, 
I mean, Lori Markin is playing above his skis. I, 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 I'll go with Lori Markin and over Zion simply because nobody expected the, the Jazz to be where they're at right now. It's, I mean, come on. They, they have a chance to actually do something this year. So Mar- I'll take Markin and over Zion. And I got Zion in fantasy, and I appreciate what you did for me until you got hurt. But Lori Mark, I'll go Lori Markin as my other forward or big, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and you know who's having a secretly good season too? I don't know if it's secret or not, but uh, DeMar DeRozan is putting in a lot of work there in Chicago. Um, Here we go. Here's here's Sammy goes. <laughs> I, oh, well, I didn't see. I can't see his face. What, what's he saying now? He he he's he's giving a. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what uh, no, are you well, talking about? What, what don't do you, what fall you? for it, Vic. I did that last year. Don't fall for it. No, but so so he leads the, he leads the league in clutch time scoring, right? Which is huge. yeah. They're, they're they're one of the best playoff they're, they're not best playoff they're they're in the playoff they're in playoff contention this year no, right they're, they're a joke <laughs> no no they're in playoff contention hey they're right they're right in front of the knicks i believe right now right? no they're behind the knicks they're 19 to 23 they're a joke <laughs> they they're, need to offload their players and, and start to rebuild that's no, how no, I, feel. No. I don't think so i i think i think that this team needs a new coach billy donovan just isn't it and they've had a tough stretch i think they lost two straight and they, and they ran into the buzzsaw known as the Boston Celtics. So that didn't help. But I, I like Chicago this year. I don't like – I mean, I don't think they're going to win anything. But I, I, I like the team. I think they got to get rid of Vucevic, right? Trade him, get some assets, get some pieces, and then rebuild from there. But I like their core. I like Zach Levine too. So it's, it's weird. I, I don't know. I, I don't mind Chicago. They I'm have like a rift. There's like a rift, though, between Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, I heard. Like it's not – it is not all rosy in the locker room. And I believe it because they play they play very differently, but the same position. And it's hard for, you know, DeMar is the number one guy in Toronto. We knew that. He came to San Antonio. He was the number one guy. Now they brought Zach Levine over to be the number one guy and just so happened to get DeMar DeRozan. It's like, oh, he's kind of, it's kind of, you know, like Jalen Brown and Jason, and Jason Tatum. It was yeah. kind of, it's like a weird, you know, dynamic. I feel like they need like a true point guard to just make it work. That's that's what so, I feel. So here's a question I have for you and A-Rod, okay? Because I because I, I want to hear it from you guys. Of these two teams, these two teams that we would consider underachieving this year, which two team which of these two teams do you think is in a worse position organizationally? The Atlanta Hawks or the Phoenix Suns? Mm, we talked about Phoenix last week, actually. Um we then we out so obviously at that time Brooklyn was red hot and so I was kind of comparing two teams going in two different directions. Brooklyn last you know was 12 game whatever the winning shrink was it was fantastic. Meanwhile, up until you know they beat Golden State last night, impressive victory with Steph Curry coming back. Um Devin Booker is hurt again. Aiton doesn't want to be there. Chris Paul is on his way out of the league. Um he doesn't he doesn't feel like he wants to be there. You know, they're relying on guys like uh, Cameron Payne. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't really see anything there. I think their window was open for like a split, split second. But just like when they had Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, they were just right there, right there. And then it shut. Amari Stoudemire went to New York. Uh, and he, Steve Nash went to L.A. And it, and it was over. I think the same thing's about to happen. I think Devin Booker... It's not going to be a Phoenix Sun for life. Let's be honest. He's he's going to be playing for one of these bigger teams at some point, e- even if it's not a bigger team, but a team that's going to be 
ready to compete again because Phoenix after after Chris Paul is out. Remember, before Chris Paul got there, they were a shit show. Chris Paul gets there and in, in the bubble, and then you know after the bubble is the season after the bubble, and they went from hot in the bubble to in, in the finals just like that. So I think once Chris Paul is out, the nucleus kind of you know I think he held everything together. I think everything kind of falls apart. There's no real leader in the locker room. Because I can't say Booker's a leader. I can't say Aiton's a leader. I mean, uh, Bridges, I mean, he's a quiet guy. So there's nothing. Jay Crowder doesn't want to be there anymore. Monty Williams looks like he's already lost the locker room. So to me, and I don't really care what's going on in Atlanta. To me, Atlanta's always going to be the Hawks, and that's just who they are. I think Phoenix, they had a chance to be, you know, I mean, they had the best record in the league last year, right? So they had a chance to do something. And the window has shut very quickly, in my opinion. And in A Rod, yeah, I know yeah. you got because we talked. You talk about we talked about the Cardinals too. So you know how how similar it is with those. This a lot of dysfunction. I was going to say that it just doesn't smell right in both cities. I, I would say both have been shitty because as of last year, um, you had the black cloud of what do we do with with John Collins? Do we trade him? Do we keep him? What are we going to do with this guy? And now you you open that back up again. So clearly he's a focal point on your offense. He's definitely your your big score, one of your big scores. Um, he's very talented. He's young. Um, I think he wants to be there. He looks like he wants to be there. He suits up and he plays. Um, so you keep dangling that out there. And then you have a coach in Nate McMillan, who's a very good coach. Wherever he's gone, he just I don't I don't want to compare him to like a Teddy Bridgewater kind of guy. Like he's serviceable because he'll win you games. And he gets you into the playoffs, but he's just like that good. He's he's not great, but yeah, he's, he's still good. So, um, but he's definitely changed the the uptick there. I think I think the problem in Atlanta is Trey Young. I think Trey Young has come into this league um, feeling disrespected that he's not one overall. That you know they said he's too small. That he you know threw the Knicks out the playoffs. That you know he's ice Trey, ice in the veins all this bullshit. And, and I feel like he's just like a, a diva. That's my personal opinion on him. And, and that's what I see on the court with him. And then with the Suns, I think it all fucked up when you wanted to dangle Jay Crowder out there and you don't have him on the feet on the court because Jay Crowder, like, yeah, he doesn't score the points for you, but he's definitely like that, that bully type of the player. Dog, yeah. The emotional leader. On the team. And Monty Williams, like I told you, KK on the, like a, two podcasts ago, like he's like one of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah. My friend, my friend met him at some like Christian uh, retreat or something like that. And he spoke and was very personal with everybody. And uh, I, I think, I think Monty Williams in a way has lost the locker room, but they also don't have Devin Booker there as well. And Deandre Ayton, like I thought he was the second coming of the next best thing and in, in big men. And I, I just feel like there's too much pressure on him. There's too much pressure on him. And then you've got a, a Hall of Famer, definitely, and Chris Paul that's just showing his age finally. And the rest of the team is just like, what do we do now? Who gets to be the star? And yeah. DeAndre Ayton's like, that's not my role. Y'all took me one, but I'm not that guy. This is Devin's team. Like, it just, it, it there's there's internal chaos there. And then then you got the shit with the owner, and you got to get rid of him, and they got to yeah. sell the team, and all this bullshit. It's just two shitty organizations. But if we look at it like you said, KK, which one I say Phoenix has like that they had that window, you know, you were the best team in the West for two years. You choked last year and it was, you, you didn't make any roster moves. 
you didn't make anything that was appealing. You went and got Landry Shamit. Okay, whatever. And that's it. That's yeah. all you did. And, and it's still. Well, they got Damian still, Lee. Damian Lee was a nice pickup. Damian Lee played like five minutes for the Warriors. He Come played. He, he played well since he's been with Phoenix. But he. But but I'll give Damian Lee. He has a ring. He has a ring. So that brings some kind of energy to your to your team. I'll right. I'll give him that. But there was no like whoop de doo signings except for DeAndre and thing. Like you had to get that one done. And if and if they didn't get it done, they were going to go right back to the cellar. But now they're just like right in the middle of the pack. They're vanilla yogurt to me right now. There's nothing intriguing until Devin Booker comes back. So and even with him back, it's like how it, it doesn't it the vibe is not. Nobody uh, looks like a leader on that team except for Chris Paul. And yeah. it looks like Chris Paul's like yelling at his children. That's what it looks like to me out there. Yes. Back in my days, when I played with Tyson Chandler, and they're like, who? who? When I played with DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin, you mean the backup? Oh, Uncle Tyson. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, that's that's how I feel like it is with these kids. Chris so, Paul looking like Cliff Paul out there now. Yeah. You better go start selling some insurance. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the NBA. You don't um, want to talk about the rookie? You don't want to talk about that rookie? Which one? The the French dude, because I got a good, I got a good who's, story. Who, I mean, who's bad? Who's bad? I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but who's here's, bad? Here's, I, mean, here's, I said Houston quick, is bad. Here's my quick, here's my quick, my quick scenario. And what should happen? Spurs. Because oh. historically, Pop is good yeah. with bids. That would be, and they're, they're right there. They're in the low five. Yeah, they're, they're the second worst team in the league. Their their first round their first round pick is shooting free throws with one hand, and he's seventy percent <laughs> when he shoots like that, like forty percent when he shoots both. So, I think that would be a good landing spot if 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 we want to get Pop back in contention. Is like, is he real deal or is it his time? You know, his I guess we would call it his Pete Carroll moment. I think that would be the best spot for him to go to. He's looking more like Bill Belichick losing his fastball. He's lost his fastball. <laughs> yeah, he lost, he no, lost his stars. What happened? We talk yeah. about vanilla yogurt. Let's look at the Patriot offense. Now that's vanilla yogurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, the Patriot way doesn't exist man. no more. Uh, the San Antonio Spur mystical thing doesn't exist no more. These two old farts got to get the hell out. <laughs> so uh, that's all I'm saying. I mean, Bill's coming back for year 24. God, like. What more do you need to do with this bad team? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, you can't I mean, fire Bill Belichick. You can't okay. fire Greg Popovich. You can't fire those guys. Those guys. I know are- you can't fire them. Bill has yeah. never been a good judge of offensive talent. Never. <laughs> never. He doesn't hit on offensive talent. But you look at his defense, like you want, you want to joke about Lenore Ryan all the time, yeah. but Kyle Duggar was yeah. a baller this year. Jack Lenore Jones Lenore was a baller this year. I mean, too bad we wasted Matthew Judon's Yo, prime. Judon was a dog. But that defense, he's always been a great yeah. scout for defensive talent, but offensively, he can't get it done. Vanilla yogurt, yes, but yeah. you can't fire him because no, 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 no not fire, but really pull the Bruce Arians, make him the special assistant for the front office or whatever. You assistant little, to the general manager. You gotta give him the assistant <laughs> to the district regional manager, whatever. Special that's assistant. That's what he needs. Special assistant. That's so that's a that's some good respect to me. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, that, I'm, I'm done with that now. Uh, before we wrap it up, I'm going to give the floor to the two of you, uh, Vic. I mean, A-Rod, you know, we love you, we're gonna hear you every week, but this is Vic and, uh, uh, and Sammy's show today. 
I just wanted both of y'all just kind of just, you know, something that talk about what's on your mind from in, in the sports aspect, something that you're exciting about that maybe no one else is talking about. I remember the last time you were on, you talked about um, Leeds United or whatever, right? I got him to say that. And I got him I was like, that. I started paying attention. I was like, oh, wow, he was right. So, I'll, you know, I'll let you start, Vic. Like what, you know, what's, what's oh. been exciting for you uh, right now in the sports world? Well, I'll, I'll let Sammy um, break down the World Cup because, uh, yeah, I know, uh, you know, he, uh, he, his team had a wonderful World Cup. Very I'll, just talk, I'll just talk a little bit about after the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, big time in European football. Um, Manchester United is balling, by the way. I just want to say, they Ronaldo are. was the problem. That's it. They are. They are they, nobody's going to catch Arsenal, unfortunately. Um, but so here's the thing. Um, it's January and the January transfer window is open. So we're seeing a lot of movement uh, from the world cup, especially. So uh, I think uh, especially in world cup years, you see a lot of movement in the off season. It's interesting this year because we had a winter world cup. We've never seen a transfer window in January happen after a world cup. So yeah. we're seeing a lot of movement um, here. Uh, uh, Sammy put me on to a possible Leeds transfer. Leeds might uh, end up getting one of Morocco's um, stars. So that would be incredible if we got a Moroccan player. Unfortunately for Leeds, uh, they have had some tough uh, games, including their last game in the uh, FA Cup. Uh, they almost lost to Cardiff City. Luckily, they were able to pull out a draw, which means that they will play a replay uh, later on in the year. So hopefully advance in the FA Cup. But uh, Brendan Arrington has not been good, uh, so not great for him. But other Americans have been. Unfortunately, we lost Christian Pulisic to an injury, so he's going to be out for a while. But Yunus Musa continues to ball out. He played 95 minutes uh, against Real Madrid, uh, I believe, either yesterday or today. Um, and uh, I believe, unfortunately, they lost in penalties. But, again, young American playing significant minutes against great competition in Europe. Weston McKinney's still balling out. Um, we have a huge, huge controversy in U.S. soccer right now with Greg Berhalter oh my God. Um, and, G and Gio Reyna uh, and the Reynas in general. And just to put that in perspective, Claudio Reyna is the Michael Jordan of U.S. soccer. He's the best or second best player we've ever had um in a u.s uniform so for him to it'd be like him uh you know calling up um mike krzyzewski and bitching at him that marcus jordan didn't make the team uh the U team usa uh really weird um and then it came out that um greg bearhalter uh kicked his now wife in college also weird fucking move <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if you're gonna uh, let's let's be honest, no, nobody on this podcast condones uh domestic abuse, absolutely not. Yeah, but 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 even worse than that is kicking your spouse, right? I mean, that's low, really hey, weird. Can use his hands in soccer, yeah. No, it's a really weird move. That's <laughs> a really weird move. Um, and I was back in like 91, right? Yeah, it was like 91, yeah, yeah. It was it was when they were all in college together, yeah. so they all went to college together. Yeah. Uh, eventually, both played on the U.S., both actually. Uh, Claudio Reyna's wife um, played on the uh, women's team. Claudio Reyna himself played on the men's team with Greg Berhalter. Um, so lots of uh, 
lots of uh, speculation there on, on what's happening there. But the main, the main point I want to make is that we need to, when we're looking for this next U.S. head coach, and they, it sounds like they already are. They reached out, they reach out to, Z- to Zidane. Um, he obviously said, uh, I'm, uh, no, thanks. I'm good. Uh, which makes sense. He's Zidane. Um, <laughs> he's not going to coach the United States, but uh, at least we reached out, but we need to reach out of that soccer bubble. Soccer, U.S. soccer and the U.S. Soccer Federation is such a tight knit group of people. It's so strange. You would not see this in other countries where, you know, this type of stuff would happen. Uh, somebody's you most definitely would call see this in, in Europe. That's how you know we've made it. No, the U.S. No. MNT is looking Federation. like European soccer. We're starting to come around. <laughs> no, no, no. You would, you would, you would never have Michael Ballack calling up the head of, of of Germany and the German Federation, saying, "Hey, why is my son not getting playing time?" Blah 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 blah. blah. You're <laughs> if his kid, if his kid, if his kid was as good as Claudio Reyna's no. kid, he definitely would. No, I, I disagree. He should I, I, actually not would he should. <laughs> I, I disagree because 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 their coaches have clout, right? And and I'm I'm gonna leave you here with this before everybody falls asleep on me. Um, is is I think the next great head coach for the United States is one Jurgi Lowe, uh, the former German coach. He's won a World Cup of Germany. I think he's gettable. Uh, he picks his nose. His who gives a fuck? He also smells his balls. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I I just want somebody that can come in here and change the culture that we currently have on the USMNT, uh, where um, you know, and and I'll be honest. I think uh, Gio Reyna d- does was a, being a bitch uh, that he didn't get to play, even though he, he was one of the best players. And he, I think he was a, pulling a bitch move. Um, but here we are, and I just hope that the United States soccer federation finally reaches out to one of these top coaches and gets one um and uh and, and hopefully we have a great 2026 all right sammy what's on your mind um not much the only thing i want to add on to what vic was talking about is if you guys aren't fully plugged in i know you guys are i know me and a rod and we talk about this every week because it pretty much happens every single week but erling holland what he's continuously continued to do this season he hasn't stopped the world cup went on he wasn't at the world cup he was training he was ready he scored in every game since he's played and he's still on an absolute tremendous you know pace of goals he could stop now and probably still have the most goals in the premier league this year i mean it's it's incredible what we're seeing a guy go from a league that's looked at as less than the premier league and then come into the premier league and make it look like it's fifa you know like just just absolutely ridiculous so if you aren't plugged in i know there's a lot of manchester city haters but you gotta love erling holland well you know he's a big he's a big kid i'm a man you guy rashford has been on a tear too so it wasn't not to the extent Not to the extent you two didn't rehearse this. We did not say not to the extent. We did not rehearse this. But Rashford's been doing his thing. I'm just saying he is. I'ma leave it alone. Not like Holland, but he's been on a tear as well. I'll tell you this, KK. I'm the one of the biggest Rashford fans, and I'm trying to convert Sammy into saying he's good. <laughs> Never. It's slowly coming. It's if slowly it, I coming. said, actually, I said, if he continues this pace or at least stays around 50% of this type of pace for the rest of the season, I will come around. Okay. But we see this. We see this from Rashford. We, we know how good he can be. Just stay that good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm and, ready. And All right. He's not Darwin Nunez. 
<laughs> hey, he scored the other day. He scored. He, he actually scored. It was a nice goal, too. It was. It was nice Trent Alexander served it to him on a platter. <laughs> With that being said, that. we're wrapping up the show. Hold up. Hold up. Before we stop. All right. What you I want? Got numbers. I got numbers for you really quick. I got uh, numbers for you. For the winner for the Pick'em Leagues. Oh, shit. All right. Who won? He's only saying that he probably won. All right. So we're picking up from week six, six, week five to week six. So it was eight and seven, seven and eight going to that. Turn around, nine, 11 to eight, 12. You're in favor, nine, 11 to my eight to 12. Week seven, I got to give Vic some credit. Vic was on the podcast solo with us and said that the Panthers would beat the Bucks in double digits. Called that. We'll clip it and send it to you. <laughs> 21, 21, three. All right. So after that week, 13, 12. Uh, 12 to 13, you're still in the league. Week 8, 18, 12, 14, 17, you start Let's to get, get to 17 and 18. Let's go. Nah, the suspense building up, bro. I don't want the suspense. I just want to know. I don't care. Here's I what like pisses the suspense. me off the most. Here's what pisses me off. I'll, I'll jump all the way to the end. Here's what pisses me off the most about it. I wooed you to change your mind, okay? I wooed you to change your mind on one. Which one? On that Bears game. On that Bears game. I wooed you to change your mind. Bears against 29, who? 26. 39 26 to 3728. Who Bears win. against who? You win. Bears versus the uh, uh Houston Texans. No, Colts. It was the Colts versus the Texans. Was it Colts versus Texans? The last game of the season, right? It was Bears versus the Texans. No, it was Colts versus Texans. Oh, Colts. Colts. Yeah, the Bears right. got the number I one changed, pick because I had you change your mind. Yeah, yeah. You, no, it was no, it was the Bears game. It was the Bears game. They I played the Vikings. No, game. you're right. It was the it was the uh well, regardless. Coach. I had you change your mind, otherwise, we would have tied. So you win. So I won again. <laughs> and listen, he didn't do any punishment last year. Y'all need to help me come up with a punishment for this man because this you is two years in a row. I got I got the I punishment. Red Sox hat. I, I fuck no, no. I, I I got the perfect punishment. If you go golfing with us, I'll be your fucking caddy. How about that? Don't you t- don't you tempt me right now. Don't you dare tempt me. 18 or 9? Oh, 18. Ooh. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean be the caddy? You're going to walk? No, I just give him his clubs. You got to hold my clubs. Walk with me. Tell me where I need to go. We have golf carts. You got to open my beers for me? Oh, oh my God. You got to open my beers for me. This absolutely needs to happen. All right, cool. I got to work on my swing. I'm going to go to Top Golf and. I'm going to make it look right by the time I come out. <laughs> it has to be a cool day outside. If it's more than 72 degrees, I'm not playing, okay? <laughs> let's, go, let's go next weekend. We'll book it right now. All right, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk We'll talk after the show. But, uh, Tony, please plug your show. Tell them what you, where you, they can find you. Uh, wrap it up. Yep, you can find us on YouTube at Towny Sports. You can find us on Instagram at Towny underscore sports. And of course on TikTok at Towny Sports Pod, where I will be posting a lot more this year. That was one of my goals for the year. Last year, I slacked quite a bit, um, but we're back on it. We, you find us every Thursday at 8 p.m. live on YouTube. And then obviously just go to our, our site there. If you miss the live event, it's just going to be there all the time. You can also catch us on Spotify, 
um, wherever you all your all your good old streaming platforms. But you can find us. We talk a lot of sports, just kind of like you guys. We do a different twist, a lot more with the statistics. We also are going to start doing a lot more soccer this this year because I know there's a big soccer audience that you know we we plugged into right before the World Cup that actually really liked what we had to say. So I think we want to start plugging in with a lot of the soccer fans as well, since Vic and I are huge soccer fans. So soccer shows, we'll have you guys on as well. I appreciate that, actually, because I've been trying to, like, you know, I'm a Manchester United fan, and we've had some bad years recently. So whenever they're bad, I just kind of pull it back a little bit. But, you know, they're starting to play a little bit better, so I'm plugged a lot more into it. So I've been been trying to find different sources for me to help my knowledge be where I want it to be, because... My soccer knowledge is not what it once was. Like back in the early 2000s, I, I was a lot more into it. Nigeria was better, everything, which is better at that time. About the same, Mr. JJ Okosha. Over exactly. There. So, like lately, Nigeria sucks. Uh, Manchester United has been t- like just, you know, annoying to watch. So, I kind of just pulled back. So, I would definitely be tuning in and I'll be joining once I feel confident enough to kind of speak how I want to speak. You know what I mean? So, uh, Vic, you have anything to add? Nah, Sammy just does it perfectly, man. He's, he's, that's why he's the host. Hey yo, hey Rod, wrap it up. Um, you can find us on Twitter at fair underscore weather pod, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Just search the Fair Weather Podcast. You should be able to find us there. Um, and where you subscribe or listen to podcast, uh, you can catch the audio there as well. I have no words of wisdom today. Just always take care of your mental health. That's all I care about. Take care of your mental health, especially us men. We're so prideful and don't want to admit problems. Admit problems, okay? Take care of your mental health. Peace.